Welcome back to the Suspense is Killing Us podcast. It's me, Kevin Clark, your co-host. It's across the table from me. Travis vote. There he is. It's oh. me, Matt Lynch over here. There he Hi. is. It's right there. And we're all here. We're all we're all here. In defiance of the governor's orders, we're recording this podcast in person. That's right. And he is sending me texts right now. I'm blowing up. Jay mm-hmm. Inslee is texting me and telling us to stop. King Inslee in his, in his ivory tower. <laughs> Trying to keep us all from trying to keep us all from going to the bars. I just said Yavol. I just wrote back yeah. Yavol, mein Führer. Jeez. Yeah. It's oh, amazing. he doesn't like that. People he are said, so mad about yeah. it. It's just like, we, look, people are dying. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's you'll be okay. It's real yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Like, don't have parties. People yeah. are so upset about Thanksgiving, and it's kind of like, oh, I mean, I, I, I have a I have a yearly like get together with friends in Portland right. for Thanksgiving, and this year I was like, well, no, we're not going to do it. Right. And I'm and you know what? I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Let's just just don't do the thing. We have we especially have, people uh, get together with their fucking families, and then they hate they hate that. Yeah. According as far as I can tell from the internet, everybody's got a racist uncle, according to right. the internet, and, and, and they, they don't have to hang out with them. Everybody right. spent and everybody spends fucking Thanksgiving with their racist uncle. I mean, if I had Thanksgiving with my family, it would be with my parents who aren't racist and who I like. So I don't know. I don't. I don't quite get the whole Thanksgiving. I don't with family like your parents thing. because they're not racist. It's specifically why I don't like them. No, yeah. I know. We've had this discussion before. <laughs> your parents are so not racist. It sickens me. Yeah. Sickens me. Sickens me. I, I've told them. I've told them as much. That I, I've angrily told, <laughs> You've had them, as told much. them that they have to butch up a little bit. <laughs> Could you be a little racist? You're making me look. You're making me look weak in front of my friends. How are you going to survive the upcoming race war? Come on, guys. <laughs> Which side are you on? <laughs> well, that took a dark turn. <laughs> like just like Thanksgiving. Yeah, Ooh. dark meat. <laughs> sure. Okay. I guess. See, the thing that the thing that people don't understand is, uh, I mean, I will miss my family and everything, but I'm still going to eat a bunch of shitty food and drink yeah. a bunch. And uh, maybe I'll bring you guys some Thanksgiving. I'm cooking case. Thanksgiving dinner. Really? So I might we have two. Over. We have two massive uh, turkey breasts from the butcher because oh, yeah? Sophie got two because she thought they were like going to be like uh, the size of chicken breasts, which are very small. Oh no, like, no, no, they're, two they're big. And they're, yeah, they're basically like small turkeys. Yeah. So these turkeys, these, I got, these I got turkeys one of those are the size from, uh, of linebackers. I got one of those from the Southside Market where I got yeah. the brisket. Nice. That's coming. Nice. That was, that was good brisket. I was probably just going to get a ham. Kevin already lives upstairs. She really dunked on you, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin Kevin is seething with rage right now. You can't see it, but he's like <laughs> he's just steaming red. I'm bright red. I have steam shooting out of my ears. The flames. Flames. He's, he's squeezing <laughs> his of my fist face. so tightly that he's squeezing his fist so tightly his fingernails are digging into the meat of his hand. And I'm bleeding everywhere. Yeah. It's attractive. Sorry it's, about it's all the blood. Cool. Yeah. It's not bad. That's okay. You always leave a little blood behind whenever we record this. That's true. For one, one one way or another. Either on accident or on purpose. Yeah. You know? Ah, Kevin, always <laughs> bleeding. <laughs> yeah, I should probably get that checked out, but our healthcare system here sucks. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. I don't have insurance to get out this constant, get this constant bleeding checked right. out. <laughs> Come on, doctor, doctor, me? I'm bleeding constantly. Where from? Eh, different place every. Uh, <laughs> changes every day. You know what? Even if I had fucking insurance, it probably wouldn't cover that. No, it wouldn't. No. That's a pre-existing condition. I've had it since birth. I mean, even oh. if even if it wasn't, your deductible would probably be enormous. You know, you'll have like a fifteen thousand dollar deductible yeah. on a on a three hundred dollar a month Obamacare payment. God, I, mean, I don't understand half the words you just said. Right, exactly. So this is not going to work out for me. <laughs> Kevin's like that big red toy from the Saturday Night Live commercials. You remember that? Just the toy that spins blood around, everywhere. And sprays blood everywhere. <laughs> That's yeah, pretty fun. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Kevin surprised and I anybody have, spends any time. My favorite SNL toy was Big Fat Bean. I don't remember that one. It was. It's very brief. It's just like Big Fat Bean. 
That's it. It's just like a shot of like a, a plate Big of food, bean. and there's a oh, it's a huge bean. bean. Oh, that's yeah. right. And then Happy Fun Ball. Now, the Happy Fun Ball is an absolute classic. Yeah. My my favorite is Battle Cats. Oh yeah, Battle yeah. Cats. They, yeah. <laughs> they put the they like put all that shit on, on real cats. Real cats. <laughs> yeah. Order now and get a free mini mite. And it's like a little kitten <laughs> with, a with like cannons on it and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking great. That's so. Yeah, it's because it's fun toys and, and cute cats. Uh, and all those cats look absolutely like perfectly <laughs> cat like. Where they're like, what the fuck is this shit? They're not happy at all. No. They yeah. didn't get trained cats for that. Ah, good times back back. <laughs> When that show was like, like okay, mm-hmm. I, would, I don't know. It feels like good would be pushing it. They still do the commer- the like the commercials have always been good because they're short. Mm-hmm. Like they always like can nail those because they're like a quick burst of comedy as opposed to the longer sketches that have. Even if you look back at some of those good, the good years are like this uh, is what I'm saying, hit and miss. Yeah. yeah, but the commercial parodies have almost always, always been good. Like the change, even little, the change even like, bank. Even like little chocolate donuts back in the day. Yeah, with, yeah. Uh, <laughs> with fucking John Belushi running a marathon. John Belushi, like Belushi wins like, another gold medal. <laughs> yeah. Come that on, was pretty great. He's smoking cigarettes. <laughs> little chocolate donuts. Yeah, that was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Congratulations, SNL. You did that at least. The, and then actually, you became taking pop culture hostage for the last <laughs> three thirty-five years. Actually, my favorite. Speaking my, of hostages, oh, he did it! Oh, you did! Very it. good, <laughs> very good. That was a weak attempt, and it's too late. We can't go back. We no, have, we we can't have go to back. go into it. I was going to talk about my favorite uh, recent uh, Saturday Night Live ad. Go but for you're, it. Gonna, you're just going to have to imagine what it is. No, <laughs> no, tell us. I've been taken hostage by oh. this uh, by this bit. by this podcast by this podcast. You ha- you all have. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's just like this. Uh, I can't remember. It's like almost pizza or something. With well, Bill Hader, it's Bill Hader and uh, well, I can't remember her name. Bridesmaids. <laughs> oh, Kristen Wiig. Kristen yeah. Wiig, and and he she she like has this pizza. He's like, mmm, pizza, and she's like, well, that's what they say. And he's like, what do you mean? And he just keeps asking her questions. She's like, the box. It's well, it's not. It's almost pizza. And he's like, well, what is it then? She's like, just eat it. And and then <laughs> her daughter comes in. And he like she takes a piece and she's about to eat it. And he's like, no. And he slaps it out of her hand. And it like makes a shattering noise when he wow. hits the ground. And then it like forms back together and crawls no under the fridge. And they're like, it's and almost. Is an advertisement for it? Come on! <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to get that. It's not a great. It's not a great ad for the product, but it's a funny sketch. That little chocolate donuts thing really makes me want to get <laughs> little chocolate donuts. Well, who doesn't want mm-hmm. that? And plus, that's all the breakfast cereals we grew up with anyway, like Cookie Crisp sure, versus yeah. cookies. Yeah, it was you just know? little cookies. <laughs> that was cereal. <laughs> and the commercial for it, the kids would be eating cookies, and they were like, "No, no, no, kids, don't eat cookies for breakfast." Like it's cereal. Eat, eat cookies for breakfast. <laughs> okay. All right, we got to negotiate our way out of this. Oh, uh, yes. oh, man. We were trapped before we get trapped in just two hours of Saturday Night Live talk. So this episode is going to be called <laughs> allegedly going to be called Hostage Negotiator Trapped. Yes, we were going to originally call it Hostage Party or Hostage Fest, which I also think is very good. But uh, we turned out all these titles strung together sound like a Hostage sensational and headline, and it describes and just too much fun. It describes at least one of the movies. Sure, yeah. That There's hostage- literally, it describes it, the, the, I think the first one? Yeah, no, the second one. No, the second one. one. It describes, well. Because we decided we're going to not, I guess we're not going to talk about them in chronological order. We're going to talk about them in order of the title, Hostage Negotiator Trapped. Yeah, so the Hostage Negotiator is actually trapped in the second one. Right. And there, I guess technically. There is no in, Hostage Negotiator in Trapped. I guess in part. In, in, Actually, in, no. In, that happens in Hostage as well. In Hostage, he's like, he's, he's trapped. He's trapped in a way, yeah. He's trapped, trapped in a trapped. web of intrigue. <laughs> sure yeah, boy, is it ever intriguing. Let's get, in, let's get into the intrigue of 2000, Hostage. 2005's yeah. Hostage. 2000, 1998's Negotiator. And a little little loved, trapped. little seen, little known. <laughs> little remembered. Kevin Bacon and Charlie's Theron movie from 2002 called Trapped. Yeah. yeah. That we 
basically learned about <laughs> when <laughs> I came up with doing it last week. It. Yeah, I, like, I had totally forgotten about it. Yeah, he's like, you, either either you guys heard of Trapped? No, Kevin Bacon and Charlize Theron mm-hmm. are in it. It and, is it and, is like a hundred percent like a movie that you would forget existed. Sure, too. I mean that seems like Rightly what it's so. designed for. <laughs> yep, <laughs> absolutely. Well, just put this out, Nobody's gonna like it, and they'll forget that it was ever done. Perfect. So that'll be worth everyone's time. Yeah, Everyone I got for, paid. I had a great time. I I don't think any of these movies are great. I liked two of them. Anyway, none of but they were. It was such a it was such a relief. After the last one after the last uh, mm-hmm. episode with the the fucking Tarantino nose. Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't like seething with rage yeah, during any of this. I wasn't like angry that I was watching a movie. Yeah. I hate that. I love move, watching movies is my favorite thing to do, and I hate it when I'm really angry to have to do it. These were all very good like <laughs> folding laundry movies. Yeah, you know, I was just yeah. Like, you know, I'm doing. I had to write a review or I had to do some work for whatever, and I was like watching this at the same time. Absolutely, and only on one laptop, of them was you know. way too long. Yeah. But like yeah. but otherwise oh otherwise it was like sure. Two of these are very ably doing stuff that movies are supposed to do. They're like, yeah, I, we're upholding our end of the bargain. I would yeah, argue that like, even moving the worst one of these is still doing that, just not very well. Yeah, yes. yeah. I That's think it's true. It's it's my, my my main criticism of that is just like that it it the whole thing that it is is like, well, what's your what's the point of view? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> that that was exactly what, what I was thinking the whole time is like well, how did so, this get the green light? Yeah. What jumped out of the screenplay to some it producer was, that were like now we got to make this? We have to. This like, is this is a movie that needs to be made. But not like a, not in a way where it's like this shouldn't have been made or how did this get made? You can see exactly how, how it got why, made yeah. and why, but it's like to what this to what deserve to win? This certainly yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of all this there's like so, I I I, I got to imagine and we're talking about trapped here. That like it's the kind of movie that I figure like struggling screenplay writers would watch and go like, well, how the, f- well, why can't I sell a screenplay then? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, right. You think you you bought that screenplay? Well, what about th- mine? This this is at least based on a best-selling novel. Okay. Trapped is yes, and and written by its god. novel. The the novelist wrote the, the screenplay. The, oh no- the novelier, I call him. Novelier. Yeah. Well, actually, honestly, like the and I don't think the script is great, but the director is probably the biggest problem in that movie. It's it's. Uh, we'll get I to thought it. it was interestingly, but. Not not productively, interestingly directed. You know what I mean? I was it's, like, it's, I was it, like, why did you shoot it this way? This is what I'm saying. Well, let's talk about the <laughs> we'll problems. Let's, let's talk about the problems with 2005's hostage first. first. Yeah. This is Officer Flores with the Bristol Camino Police Department. We're answering a silent alarm. Officer down! Officer down! Heads down! I'm coming up. This is Jeff Talley. I'm with the local police. I want to hear that everything's okay. Chief Talley, the FBI is here and they're asking for you. This is a federal matter now. There are kids in that house. People are going to get killed. Yeah. Chief Talley, you're going to save us. The little boy in the house called me on his sister's cell phone. He's no longer in command here. Hey, you guys got to come see this. We have a problem. I know. I'm watching it on TV. gonna hurt you what i need is still inside that house if you don't get what belongs to me you'll never see your family again i like this of which movie. there are none i'm just kidding. oh There's wow <laughs> it is a five star yeah. I, this was probably my favorite of the three that we're gonna 100 judds yeah. uh zero douglas's no wait one douglas Anyway, this movie. Uh, do you recall the name of the director? Florent Emilio Siri. Yeah, French director. Yeah. So did you did, anybody look up what else he did? Like DVD cutscene or, or video game cutscenes and stuff. He he made uh, a movie called The Nest. 
Yeah, uh, which oh, yeah. is which is kind of, was just kind of like a, a, a assault on Precinct Thirteen knockoff of in its day. And then I think didn't he do the Precinct Thirteen remake? Oh, possibly, mm. possibly. Which um, the, which is all like has the had the opportunity to be a good movie. Maybe he but didn't. Is not. I could be remembering that. It would make sense if he did. I mean, this movie is essentially. I mean, it's like a siege. It's a siege movie, movie. but it's like I think the well, there's a kind of a lot <laughs> no, that I like about dude. this movie. Different dude. Didn't my, didn't do that one. Okay, but my favorite thing about this movie is the way it's directed, which is balls to the wall and insane and ridiculous. Like it's way it's operatic and over the top, and it ends in just like an orgy of yeah. fire and slow motion explosions. It's, you're just like it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's really over the top it's, in a fun way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say in a fun, but also at times laughable way. Oh, like, oh yeah, in absolutely. It's deeply a, silly in a way that's like. Uh, I, and it's like it's like at times I think knowingly silly and at times like mm-hmm. pretentiously not knowingly silly like you know in that fun way that's mm-hmm. like you don't know whiplash you don't need to be making this movie this way yeah, this yeah. is uh, <laughs> Bruce Willis certainly doesn't give a shit as much as you do <laughs> it, it it announces like the director also like announces his intentions in the very first shot of the movie there's like these crappy opening credits where you're like oh no this those do look really terrible it they look awful the close, they're like CGI at the, and stuff. At the end too it goes to the red for some reason yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we get, we'll talk about that. What the fuck? Fucking weird. But yeah, the pull, the big the big opening shot, the pull out opening yes. shot, is really cool. It's like this David Fincher Fight Club yeah, type yeah. CGI thing. Goes through, where it goes through a glass window. Yeah, it starts as a zoom in on a guy with a hostage. He's like, "I'll fucking shoot this bitch!" And then it pans, uh, pulls all the way back, like through the door, across the street, across up the street, re- on up, the roof. up to the roof where you see like the snipers and shit like that. And you're just, it's the first shot of the movie, and you're like, "Oh my god, what have I got myself into? Yeah, yeah. Oh no." <laughs> I, is this whole is the whole movie going to be like this? <laughs> and it is. And Bruce Willis is all like he's all like strung out mode. I love. Yeah. Did, I, you, did you notice that this is uh, like a much more fun variation on the exact same <laughs> opening scene from Mercury Rising? I did. I have for, forgotten everything. Where about Bruce that Willis movie. is the hostage negotiator, and these guys have hostages, and then like he's like. The, uh, the the FBI guys are like, we're going to shoot him. We're going in. Oh, we're going to shoot right. him. And he's like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And it all goes wrong. That's, and then he's right. disgraced. Oh, that's fuck. what it was reminding me of. I had forgotten of. the beginning. I had forgotten the, the, all of I was like, Mercury Rising. I don't remember how that movie started. It yet. was reminding me. This whole shit was reminding me of some other movie, and I could not think of what it was. And it was another fucking Bruce Willis. Yeah. My favorite thing about the opening of this is that uh, it's like, because later on, we're spo- Bruce Willis is the hero, you know, and he's but like, we see him doing his job. The only time we see him doing his job as a hostage negotiator, he it is goes bad. He is bad at it. <laughs> I would say it goes bad, but I would also say that he is bad at it. Like right. I buy, I actually buy both uh, Sam Jackson and uh, Kevin Spacey in the Negotiator. Like I want you watch it. I mean, that's the whole movie's about sure, that. Sure. But in this one, I'm like. He seems like he's a bad hostage negotiator. Why don't you and then, just kill yourself, pal. And then he is. Yeah. <laughs> and this, it goes poorly. There's also a very funny thing because this is obviously. But he's also like got a, hair and a beard, which is hilarious. I yeah, like that. they do the opposite thing that movies usually do, <laughs> where like the opening because they they, they want to have some sort of change in his physical appearance to denote the passage of time. Right. And usually it's it would start with him being clean shaven and and kempt, and then and then you know six months later he's unkempt and yeah. shit. But in this one he's like got a scraggly beard and yeah. long hair, <laughs> like long greasy hair. Right. For some reason. I think it's supposed to be like he's supposed to be strung out at the beginning of the movie. He's supposed to be like he doesn't want to do this been, anymore. He's already. been negotiating for so long that he's yeah, just like, and, oh. and that's why he's like, no one's gonna die today. That's that's like why it goes wrong is because he's so he's so like I'm tired of these things going wrong, <laughs> and, and then yeah. they inevitably do. Um, he's he's also I think is supposed to be like 
I mean, his family situation is whatever. In but later on, he's supposed to be like in a better place. He's the chief of police in a small town yeah, and yeah. stuff, and so it's not like he's in no danger of anything really serious on the job happening to him. And yeah. so fact, he can be bald when, if he when, wants. When shit starts popping off in this movie, he's like, "I don't want any part of this. You guys take care of it." <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. yeah. He, it is. It is one of the refreshing thing where the the, the other people come and are like, "We'll take over." He's like, "Thanks, goodbye." Yeah. Absolutely. He turns the reins over and like is like, I'm going to leave my own movie. And you're like, man, the movie's not over yet. Huh? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and also in this opening scene, he's like laying on the ground with his uh, head on a like haversack or something like that, to, like talking on the phone to the psycho hostage taker and he's combing his beard which is <laughs> yeah. a delightful and little then he, detail. He's, he's on the he's on the ra- the radio or the phone with the with the hostage taker and the comb is in his beard. Yeah, he just keeps the comb in his beard. <laughs> this like, guy's crazy. Know. I guess. He's kooky. He's a little off and I don't remember what happens but somehow it goes south and then he like it ends with Bruce Willis like busting in in the house and like oh no pal. Oh no. And no, he's like running the- he's running to the place and then he's like don't do it don't don't shoot, shoot, me shoot me instead. And then the guy shoots. The uh, guy's got like some sort of religious th- insanity hey, going on too, right? He's like, yeah, God's yeah. going to want wants me to do this or something. Like, shoot me. I'll pray with you. Do it. <laughs> shoot yeah. me instead. Yeah. Goes in. It's a, the wife is dead. The kid and he like the kid dies in his arms. Yeah. And then it goes six months later and he is bald headed and clean shaven. <laughs> Regular Bruce. <laughs> and he has the most one of the most miserable family lives imaginable. And, and <laughs> It's usually these movies have two two speeds. You either have the happiest family possible, and we'll talk about that later, or the most miserable family. And I kind of don't understand why they choose the most miserable family. Right? It doesn't model. really. It's weird. It also, it's worth pointing out, uh, and I don't know if we stress this enough, but in the opening scene, he doesn't. It's not like Bruce Willis has some hair and like a mustache and a little beard. He has a combable beard like a full and beard. long hair. Yeah, like kind long, of a long, gre- hair. long, greasy hair. So it's so it's like a it's like a big shift. Mm-hmm. And now he is compl- <laughs> he's basically has aloe. I wish that they showed his hair fall out as the kid died in his arms. <laughs> like Homer Simpson tearing his hair yeah. out every time he has a kid. Just falls down, falls on the kid's face, and then... Hostage. And the dead kid has a beard. What's that? Yeah, hostage. He should the pull. He should pull it off and throw it into the grave as the coffin goes into the grave. Like on this, this here's for you, pal. It's for you, pal. Sorry, pal. Sorry, pal. Sorry, pal. <laughs> I really blew it on that one. That's one of my favorite things in Bruce Willis history is the way that he would he would say that in the video game, in the Die Hard video game. Every time you accidentally shoot a hostage, he goes, <laughs> "Sorry, pal." Yep, that's my one thing. of my favorite things, and it's my the, the thing that I say whenever Bruce Willis is in. A, I just whenever he appears, <laughs> I go, "Sorry, pal." He's never said that in a movie once. It's it's his die. It's his character from Die Hard, the video game yep. for the PS One. <laughs> Great game. <laughs> Sorry, pal. I only ever played it in the arcade. It was, it was fun. I used to it's play the hell out of that awesome. Die Hard with a Vengeance uh, car one. Yeah, the car. McLean, let me drive. <laughs> let me drive. Slow down. <laughs> they were all great. It was yeah. three. It was the three Die three Die Hard games. And yeah, one. they were great. They were each one, not quite as good as the next. Yeah, but still. But still. Anyway. So, anyways. Uh, okay. So he's, so he's, yeah, he's got, got a miserable, miserable family. Life. His daughter. His daughter doesn't. Is, is his daughter? That's rumor, yeah. Willis. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. All right. She doesn't like. She. The, according to the parents, when they have a, a talk, is that she's upset because she thinks they're getting a divorce because they're fighting. I guess yeah. they don't really it, like really. They're constantly fighting, and their daughter's yeah. mad at them because they're constantly fighting. But you don't like, see go talk a to lot your, of it. Go talk to your daughter, Bruce. She, she's mad because she thinks we're gonna get a divorce. And you're like, wow, hey, yay! Are we having fun yet? Cool. 
So and yeah. then and then he goes up. He's like, "Hey, sorry, pal. We're not gonna we're not gonna get a divorce." She's like, "Fuck you, dad." He and actually says, like, "I gotta go to work." He actually says, "I don't know what you'd like uh, less the something about my you mind my fighting or my tater tot casserole." And I don't like, know what you're mad about. She more. like the letting she, your ass yeah, or the, the shit, shit in your, your brains. brains. And then, anyway, then she walks away, and he's like, "Great, things well, are going great." Well, way, way to go, John. Way to go, John. Off to work where nothing bad will happen. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Because now I guess he like because he, he was such a terrible hostage negotiator and he fucked up so many times. He's now just like a small town sheriff in I don't know, Eastern California somewhere. It's somewhere in like yeah, somewhere in California. Somewhere in the Some hills, California town. In the hills of California, and it's like ah, oh, this uh, nothing ever goes wrong here, pal. It's great, uh, <laughs> very relaxed. <laughs> and I think his wife is somehow disappointed that they moved out of the city here. Uh, yeah, so she's know. mad at it. They're, so they're it's, mad it's at each Serena other. Scott Thomas of all people. Sure, the, the wife. The like whole him and his wife and daughter thing never really it goes. Doesn't, it doesn't really go anywhere. It sort of dematerializes. I mean, because... we need to know they exist so that later on, when they get hostaged, yeah. like uh, we go like, Spoiler. oh, we know who those characters are. Hostaged. Hostaged. I just, I just, I, this the one thing that I had forgotten about this movie is that it's called Hostage, but like there are so many different hostages. Yeah, there are two sets of hostages. But no, but there's like the hostages, and then like like throughout the movie up until the fucking end. People are being taken hostage. Yes, constantly. How many total hostages? Five, I think. Five hostages. As far as hostages, oh, it, just in the movie entirely. Then, because if we include the hostages at the beginning, yeah, eight, well, that's that's eight hostages. That hostage taking. Then there's the then there's the the kids take over the, the house. One, yep. the yep. main yep. hostage that's, that's taking. Three more hostages. Then the bad guys hostage Bruce Willis's family. Two, two. Then later on, Bruce Willis takes Kevin he, Pollock hostage. hostage. Oh, that's right. Kevin Pollock. But then that. But then Kevin <laughs> Pollock. But he's switches not a real sides, hostage. and then for a second, for a second, I would even count Bruce Willis being a hostage because he's, again, he's trapped. He's he's trapped because they take the he's bad guys, in, a, in a hostage. The negotiation. bad guys take Bruce Willis hostage to tell him that his family has been taken hostage. That's right. That's right. There could be as many as nine hostages. I just totally. like, I just enjoyed how the movie is like called hostage, and they're like, well, if that's the everyone's title, a hostage, if that's the title, <laughs> and they're holding us hostage, you know, giving the audience what they want. <laughs> yeah, we call this movie hostage. You're gonna get hostages. Uh, Everybody in this movie's a hostage. Everyone gets their turn. So then, some like uh, Kevin Pollock is like a rich dad driving his kids around. Yep. And then some shitty, some shitty, uh, some shitty kids, some including shitty. Ben Foster. Ben Foster. Ben Foster is really fun in this. Yeah, he is. Ben Foster is like a like super. He's like he's taken goth too far. He's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. brooding, but it turns out he's really psycho. He's and then and then he's paired up or partnered up with these two dumb fucking brothers who are the dumbest people in the entire world. <laughs> And they're like, uh, we've only known this Ben Foster guy for three weeks, and yeah, he's talked us into taking a family hostage. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they decide they're going to home invade Kevin Pollock's house because Be- he's rich. Because it will partly because of that, but also because Ben like, Foster's the, turned on by the daughter. The, they're looking, they're watching her, and they like he like makes the one the one dumb brother makes like a dick sucking motion uh-huh. at her, and she flips him off. Yeah. And then they're like, "Fucking rich bitch, flipping us off." So they follow them home, and I guess they're going to be like, "This is what you get for being rich and flipping us." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is yeah. It, you Rich get pitching her daddy's Escalade. You get hostaged. The uh, the day that I watched this, I also watched like right after this movie, I watched Thirty Days of Night, the the vampire movie. Oh uh, yeah. And Ben Foster's in that too as like someone who is even more fucked up and weird wow. than in this because he's like he's like the Renfield of the vampires in that movie. <laughs> oh. He's like he's like their human pet who like comes to like That's make sure right. the power's out and stuff. And he's like they've got him in jail and he's like they gonna come and get me now. I've never seen that one. I gotta watch. It's ben pretty Foster, good. Ben Foster has fun sometimes. I yeah. like me some, I like Ben Foster. Yeah. He's good. Like. He always when he plays these kinds of roles, he's fun. Like he's good in. Uh, 
the 310 to Yuma remake where he's yeah, like Yeah, he's like the total the psycho. bad guy psycho. I like him in the you know. I like him in that uh Sheridan one, the Hell in High Water. Oh yeah, yeah. Mhm. That was good. He's the f- yeah. He's like he's like quietly crazy in that yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> he's kind of <laughs> quietly crazy in this. He's mo- until oh, he kind of like fully pops yeah, his yeah, cork. Yeah. He's he's like the he, he's very broody and like mm-hmm. But he's also like kind of like you, dark music. He's like you can he like looks insane. Yeah, like yeah. the first yeah, time yeah, you yeah. see him, you're like this yeah, guy. That guy's crazy. up to no good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the looks of that guy. Uh, yeah, so they break in and uh, and it's like Pollock's a super a, security house. Yeah, like, it's a it's a mega house. Yeah, it has a water. It has a giant it wa- like looks waterfall like it's built sculpture. into the side of a rock. Yes. Yeah. And there, t- and I also want to point out there are two waterfall sculptures in these in these movies that we're covering because there's a waterfall sculpture in Trapped as well. Are they as good to as denote their wealth? Are either of these as good as the weird people fucking inside a giant clam? And nothing's as good as the that. Valley? Nothing's as good. No. <laughs> <laughs> the audio sculpture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. Yeah, give me some audio for this sculpture. I don't care how much it costs. Spare no expense. Uh, spare no expense on this muscle shell fucking sculpture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so it's it's a mega fortress house. Uh, Ke- uh, Kevin Pollock is super rich and super corrupt, and uh, and that's how like you get uh, some more the, the right. plot thickens. Because it turns out that he's laundering money for the mob. Oh yeah, it's a mega fortress house that these kids just hop the fence off. Right, <laughs> yeah, they like, get in. like they get in. They don't. There's the house like alarm at- set later, but there's like no. There's like yeah cameras and shit, but these guys just go in. The yeah. house's fortress abilities are more better at keeping you in than uh, keeping other people. <laughs> That's from true. In. Uh, and he, Ke- Kevin Pollock has a a daughter, a teenage daughter who's like you know up to no good in a teenage daughter sort of way, and he's and it starts with him like you're not going out dressed like that, yeah. and she's wearing a like a cleavage bearing shirt that says burn it yeah. with an arrow pointing down. I don't know what that Very means. Interesting. But then later on in the movie, <laughs> the word the term burn it keeps on coming up. It's yeah. it's a weird thing. And they have a weird two way mirror in their bedroom. Yeah. Yeah, which is odd. Where Kevin Pollock sees his daughter trying to steal money from him, and Din is pretty chill about it. Hey, what are you trying it. to steal from me again? It's like the scene of True Lies where he yeah sees he sees her stealing from Tom Arnold. She's ripping you off. <laughs> Stop ripping me off. Stop. Uh, yeah, and the, oh, and the little kid <laughs> is the little kid from Firewall. Yeah, it's, so, it's Firewall's uh, son this, from Firewall. If Firewall's this kid's son. your kid, you're gonna get taken hostage. Yeah. So yeah, this this kid was in. I don't know. They were very. Was Firewall the same year? I don't know. It was around. This time. Not, it was around this time. I'm, I'm not convinced that that movie actually exists. <laughs> <laughs> but this poor this poor kid's like spent a, a solid chunk of his yeah. of his young life just in movies where people were pointing guns at his face <laughs> and in real life <laughs> and probably celebrities were were near him. Yeah. <laughs> he's hanging out. He's with got Bruce. my favorite scene in this movie. What's that? Where he's talking to Bruce Willis on the radio, and and Bruce Willis is like saying he's going to be all right. It's hilarious. Oh, t- uh, Tommy, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. He's doing the whole thing. He's like, "What do you do? What do you like to do, Tommy?" He's like, "I play video games and I play a." Oh, and yeah. And he lists off these these games, and one's called like Wubbaverse or something like that. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you're, it's Captain Wubbazord. Yeah, Monster Jam, Bounty Hunter, Wubbazorg. <laughs> Wubbazorg, yeah. And, and and he's like, yeah, Wubbazorg, I know that one. It's like, okay, sure. <laughs> and he's like... You know, I'm you know I'm gonna I'm gonna help you save Planet Xenon. He's like, that's right, that's right, Bruce Willis. You're Captain Wubba, and you're gonna save Planet Xenon. That's right, Tommy. Captain Wubba's gonna save Planet Xenon. Unbelievable I, I'm shit. A, I'll be posting that clip on Instagram. It's very funny because like before he says it, it Bruce Willis is because it's like when the tension is really ratcheted up, yeah, and yeah. Bruce Willis like had his has his head in his hands and is just sort of like, <sighs> Am I gonna make it through this? <sighs> yeah. And then he looks up. 
Captain Wubba's going to save planet Zenith. It's unbelievable. Okay. I remember seeing this in the theater just dying when he said that. <laughs> I, I, I can see that happening. Oh, and so the, good. You were ca- doing your cackly laugh, and then everyone in the movie was just like, looking at you. What's going on over there? <laughs> What's the, so funny? One of the more common experiences in Matt Lynch's <laughs> yeah, life. Oh, man, you have no idea. <laughs> Uh, so, anyways, the kids the the kids hijack the house. Um, they knock. What are they like? Pistol whip um, Kevin yeah. Pollock, mm-hmm. and he is unconscious for practically the significant rest of the portion of the film. Yeah, he must be suffering just severe brain he's, damage. Well, he is like he is almost declared dead at some point, but yeah. then they bring him. The EMT brings him back to life. Yeah, they, yeah. Uh, they really hit him too. Also, hard. like, but he's like he's like got he's laundering money for the mob, and he has information he or has something like discs, discs about bank info and stuff and he's got it he's got like a whole dvd collection behind him and he's got the dvd it collection is the highlight which he's includes the it. negotiator it does yes, have the negotiator does. he's got uh, the um but he's got it in the heaven the, the box for heaven can wait and i was like i was like later on when they have to figure out which which heaven can wait and then it was it, that actually becomes a plot point yeah, yeah. where it's like the heaven can which heaven can wait the kid has to grab the lubitsch or the warren beatty one and the kid just kids grabs both of them <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's not even much of a plot point. No, but it was because the kid just goes, eh, "I'm taking both." But I just yeah. thought it was funny that I was like, because as a, as someone who's like, I was I immediately went like, "Well," uh, and he's like, has to tell, "Well, which heaven can wait?" I was like, "Well, which heaven can wait? Which one is it?" And right. then and then the fact that the, in his collection he has both was funny to me. <laughs> well, well, oh yeah, yeah. That's... they should they should uh, made this a little bit later and have that Chris Rock version of it as well. <laughs> but I what's, don't think it had the same title. What's fascinating to me about all this is like, okay, you know, the the. These kids have taken the family hostage and all like all this shit goes down and then the bad guys want Bruce Willis to do the hostage negotiation and to kidnap his family and it's also that the bad guys can get a hold of this disc it's, with the bank in it. It's a lot. It. And it's like <laughs> no matter what happens here they don't have to do anything. Yeah. Cuz I mean without any intervention the kids probably would not have burned the house down. Nope. And uh, even if they killed the whole family they the Guys, the mob guys just could have, you know, pretended to be a police officer later and just gotten the disc. I yeah. mean, did they did they need it right then or something? Because he was gonna yeah, meet. He was gonna. Like, oh yeah, there is a trial coming up. Oh, he was gonna. Right, okay. He was gonna meet with them like, like that day, an hour later Still, I mean, or something. I don't know. No, like I mean, I I agree. It's one of those things where you're like, I think maybe just don't get involved. Yeah, it isn't. It like just let let that part. I don't know. Just don't <laughs> tell anybody about it at all. Yeah. And then nobody's going to just discover a secret disc somehow. Right. right, or just yeah, get it later. I mean, they do the bad guy, the mob guys, the bad guys do dress up as a as cops mm-hmm. later on in they the movie. They dress up as ninjas, they dress up as cops. They might actually be feds too. We we yeah, never we find never out find whether that. or not they're fake I mean, feds I have, or just... I have serious questions about the procedures in all three of the plans in these <laughs> movies. So, this, but uh, still, uh, this, but this we've, one we've part- done we've yeah. we've covered movies with way stupid oh, plans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. For this sure. one this one's like it's just it's like uh, surprisingly convoluted yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. for like what what it needs to be, which is that it's like a series of hostage taking. Hostage taking movie yeah. is that it's like, but it's also then it's this kind of movie, and you're like, oh now I have to yeah. now I have to pretend to care about some disc that's somewhere. And there's All a whole right. there's like a Home Alone part of it where the kids are sneaking around in the vents and stuff. Right, the, yeah, the one Jim, kid has like uh, his vents. Jim Henson's home. Uh, Jim Henson's Die Hard Babies. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking great. <laughs> so the kid, the kid, the, I mean, again, there's a very very rich corrupt guy. So his kid has a already a pretty spectacular room. Right. If you grew up like I did, mm-hmm. and then he like gets up, and this is when the hostage 
Strange taking his gun down. He gets up and like opens up a secret panel, and they have these ducts that are like wider than the ducts that there would be in Centrally Link Field or something mm-hmm. like that. These <laughs> mega ducts yeah. that would even be roomy for like a full grown adult. He can basically walk upright down these ducts, and he's got like all his toys and like he's like turned these du- this duct system into his like mm-hmm. an extension of his room. Yeah, pretty cool. It reminded me of Flight of the Navigator of all things. Interesting. Huh. Do you remember? Because the kid, both kids are bad. <laughs> right. No, it's because like when because in Flight of the Navigator, he, he when he when he comes back and he's now he's in the eighties, like it's in it's in his future, and he like is yeah. living at NASA. He's right. Blown away by twisted with sister. Sarah Michelle Geller. No, it's Sarah Jessica, no, no, Sarah Barker. Jessica Barker. But yeah, that's Sorry. the thing is they give him this massive room all to himself with all of this like NASA tech shit, tons of toys. Yeah. And Sarah Jessica Parker, the babe, comes and like hangs out with him all the time, and he just doesn't seem that into it. I remember <laughs> thinking that when I was a kid too, I being wanted... like jealous of him, and he'd be like, "Where's my mom and dad?" I'd be like, "Shut up, Fuck kid. You kid, <laughs> you have a robot." He isn't even really that much. Where's my mom and dad? He's just like they haven't really told Can him I what's go going on, else? and he's just like, "Okay, well, I'll live in this fancy." NASA hotel with a sexy girl, and it's just like filled to the brim with the with fanciest, cool most shit. expensive toys. Yeah, it's got like video games. He's, he's just kind of like, eh, I don't know, it's boring. Well, I'm watching MTV. I oh, and he's got a robot it. butler too. That's the, oh yeah, and he can climb into the robot butler yeah. and drive around. As we see, Is Sylvester Stallone gonna do a re- cut the ro- <laughs> cut the robot butler out of Flight of the Navigator too. <laughs> the guy is a monster. He can't call the robot. No robot butlers movies uh, anymore. No I'm robot the robot butler. You're the butler's only. Hey. It's not about a robot hey, butler. It's not about the butler. It's about the characters. Okay. Robot butlers have singularity. Hey. Anyway. I want the singularity. Anyway, like the, <laughs> the, the, the hostage. <laughs> Stallone talking, Stallone about, the talking about the singularity. You, you up for that? Let's the, do it. The ben, ben Foster's the one who uh, who gets the hostage, turns the hostage taking into something worse than that because he shoots a cop. Shoots who that shows lady up. cop. Yeah. He he does. Does. But he doesn't need to. And nope. that's where you that's where you find out that he is crazy. He's crazy. Yeah. And he's like, the cops were onto us. Not they playing with a full deck. They knew we'd be we'd been jacking cars, and you're like, no, they didn't. Yeah. For him, the action is the juice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he likes to get down for recreation. <laughs> he really does. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so the so the dumb the the lunkhead brothers like ha- found this shitload of money. That, they are the, the dumb. cash that's there, and they're just mm-hmm. kind of like, can we just figure out a way to get out of here for the cash? And Ben Foster's like, no, no, let's just be fucking crazy and kill everyone. <laughs> and, and that's that's the dynamic there. And he also like falls, you know, quote unquote, in love with the daughter, right. with the uh, the the troublesome daughter. And uh, and so so it's like these creepy scenes where he's like, "I love you, baby. We're gonna be together forever." Yeah. And, and she's like, yeah. Yeah, "Okay." And then like, while the kid is like skulking around in the in the ductwork, like like a little mini John McClane, little sneak. And then Bruce Willis is like uh, getting is is kind of like he's there. He doesn't want to. This isn't his job. And eventually, he's, like he's the, getting some PTSD off of this. Yes. And then the real cops show up, and he's like, "All right, goodbye. You got this. Fine. I'm out." Peace. And but that's, then he and gets that's a call from the he gets a call from the kid too at some point, right? Yeah. Before it shit go, hit the fan, the kid yeah. like f- finds a phone and gives him because he sees him he's, on TV. He goes like, "He's the guy I need to get a hold of." So the kid <laughs> figures out how to get a hold of Bruce Willis, and so Bruce Willis is still kind of involved because the kid's talking directly to him. Yes, but he's not in charge, and he's happy about it, <laughs> and uh, he's about to go home to, to his terrible, terrible family life. <laughs> And uh, and that's when ninjas are in, are inside his car, and yeah. and this is this is the sort of, I love this shit like hyper competent business like right. polite uh, henchmen, right, right. So they're like, please be calm, please be calm, sir, and uh, just drive over here and don't make a move or we will cut your throat, and uh, and then he's then they take him out to this like 
don't know, parking garage or something like that. It's like an alleyway. And then there's in the, yeah, an alleyway, and there's like a truck in front of them with its doors closed, and they're like, all right, sir, just hold still. I'm going to go ahead and restrain you here. And he puts his arm around him. He's like, I'm just going to hold you. This is necessary. Don't worry, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Please and thank you. And then they <laughs> open up the and then they open up the doors of yeah. the truck, and it's in his wife and daughter are like being held at gunpoint. And he's yeah. like, ooh, ooh, struggling manfully. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love this story. It really reminds me of like the guys in Michael Clayton, right? Like the Hit Squad who are pra- who practically feel like doctors or yeah, something, yeah. where they're like, "And we're just going to administer the fifty-five cc's of poison, and uh, we'll be on our way. watch here." And his pulse has stopped. Off we go. <laughs> hey, do you want any of these baguettes? <laughs> yeah, I always love that he's got a bag full of baguettes in that scene. Anyway, uh, yeah, and so th- their whole deal is like we're shadowy people. There are actual shadowy people calling the shots that we never really find out about. You see them in individual um, like sh- uh, shots, like silhouette mm-hmm. shots, where they're going like, "You need to get the CD. I'm some sh- I'm some rich guy, yeah, rich shadowy guy." I don't think we even find out who they are. No, nope, we never do. And uh, and so they they put this whole thing in motion where they're going to have Bruce Willis be their inside man, and he's going to just like. He knows he's the one that knows about the stuff that they need the discs that they need to get. Right. And so he's he's like set against the actual operation. What like, is it he's supposed to actually do? He's supposed Whatever to he get, has to do to he, get the disc. He has back? to get yeah. the disc out. Right. Yeah. So he's supposed to go like well, you have to take control again cuz mm-hmm. I just don't know how he's going to get that disc out. It doesn't seem like something. I, mean, I think that's what he says to them like how am I supposed to do that? And they're like, "Well, you figure that out." You're right. like, "Why didn't you guys figure out a better plan you than guys this are, one?" You guys are so competent. You have infinite like funding apparently. And then yeah. and then at the end of the movie they're seen like rappelling down. They're, right. they're like a they're like the special forces. Yeah, the but p- their plan is like we need to get this burned out uh, yeah. alopecia like, cop. Like the to, scene uh, in The Rock where he's like, you know, what do I do when we get there? And Sean Connery just gives him a thumbs up and he's like, "Okay, <laughs> what do you mean?" The, but the uh, but but like yeah, but it's like their kidnapping plot doesn't need to happen because they could just pretend to be cops, right? Like wait out the siege, or like somehow or go in, or and somehow, they do somehow, later some, on. or somehow force like force like an entry on the siege. They don't care if they kill the kids, right, or cares. they don't care if they kill these bad guys who want the disc. Yeah. All they care about is the disc. So if they just pretend to be SWAT guys. They do yeah. later on pretend right. to, pretend to be or actually are feds. Yeah, right. So but that's what I I'm think saying. that's your team. Yeah. That's your plan. That should be the plan, yeah. not the thing where they kidnap somebody. There's your Anakin Skywalk. <laughs> <laughs> that's the hostage taker at the beginning. By that's the that's the janitor from Die Hard Two. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, or is he the one at the beginning of in the, the, the no? Negotiator? He's the guy at the, the beginning, beginning of the, of the movie. Yeah. Negotiator. Yeah, at the beginning of no. He's the guy at the beginning of. Is the negotiator of the negotiator. Or this one? Yeah, it's the negotiator. Oh man. Guy. He's like, I want, I want to see my wife suck I that totally, fat ass's cock. Well, in the, in totally the, got them confused. We're going to yeah. talk about that, but <laughs> well, in the negotiator, I can't imagine why. In the negotiator, there's an opening scene that's like, it's it pretty much opens the same way, except that like, I, I like, you bought, bought that. that one more, yeah. just because it was like that seemed like a realistic interaction. So wait, it's, it's, he's but, not, he's not the hostage taker at the beginning of this one. No, no I, I didn't, I didn't recognize guy. the guy in this. What one? if he's both? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh man! Whoa! Uh, anyway, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Ha- a bunch of hostages are having. There's a bunch of people that have been hostage. Right. Hostage Bruce this, Willis. Hostage that. Bruce Willis somehow, like through some conversations, gets them to let Kevin Pollock to get Kevin Pollock out of out. there. Yeah, because so he's they, been injured. He's unconscious. They, he's unconscious, and they're like, let him go. And so Ben Foster fucks with him like he's gonna shoot him, and then doesn't. And then they get him out, and he makes the EMT bring him back to life, yeah. basically, <laughs> so that he can tell him which DVD case the the information yeah. is. And in. The, and then this is one of the, there's only there's only a couple scenes like you you would think that the, the dynamic of Bruce Willis sort of being the inside man against the people who are actually trying to solve this crisis 
would would maybe be the the backbone of the whole movie but it only really pops up twice and this is the one where he's dealing with the emt or the paramedic guy right. and he's like bring him back i don't care whether you kill him or not and the guy's like what what do you what <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's fine i'll in, do it anyway he just does it himself <laughs> he just does it himself and he's like you're supposed to be in charge here and bruce uh, bruce obviously can't say why he's doing all this sort he of says stuff. there's more lives there's more lives at stake than his yeah yeah and the and guy's he, like, I guess you mean your family who's been kidnapped by some other shadowy bad guys. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you are Bruce Willis. There's a, there's a part later on when Bruce Willis has been like doing a bunch of sketchy, questionable stuff because of the whole situation. And then like uh, one of the other cops who's like in charge of this situation is like, the, the way that you've handled this case has been very irresponsible and troubling <laughs> to me. And he like lunges at her. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God. Because, again, this movie is very amped up. Yeah, uh, it's very, very histrionic. I mean, like yeah. that's kind of the plot, and then like just it's just sort of it just like keeps escalating. It just though. keeps hanging. I mean, there's like stuff happening all the time, but it's also kind of just like because then the, the the three, the two dumb brothers and Ben Foster, like they're all turning against each other. Right. They, ben, well, Ben Foster throws the dumber of the two brothers <laughs> off the fucking roof, not the roof, but like he's off like, like, like a landing, like a balcony onto yeah. the floor and just kills him. He basically like lands on his face, and yeah. then the he other brothers like, "What stories. are you doing? We gotta help him. We gotta get him out of here." And then Boston, Ben Foster shoots <laughs> that shoots guy. Him. Okay. He's like, here's the, here's the thing about that. Because <laughs> oh. Bruce Willis is at first talking to the one guy, and he's like, I'm, yeah, I'm the man. I'm the man. Because like, that's a constant thing through the movie. He's yeah. like, Who's, are you the man? I'm the one are in charge. Are you the man? Are you the one in charge? And right. the guy's like, yeah, I'm the one in charge. And then Bruce Willis realizes before Ben Foster kills him, like, oh, he's not the one in charge. Yeah, they have this footage of like uh, Ben Foster doing a B&E or something. No, he's like, he shoots a guy at a convenience store. He shoots store a guy at a convenience store and they're like, he's just watching him Because he just, yeah, he just yeah. sits He's there the one that's in charge. We're he, talking to the wrong guy. <laughs> he stands there and is watching the convenience store clerk die after yeah, he yeah. shot him. It's beautiful. <laughs> Look at his life. Leave his body. This is what it's all about, man. That's not so what he's actually saying. But you get the idea. He's he's a dark, brooding madman. Yeah. He's read The Crow one too many times. <laughs> and, yeah, and now and now's the time when he's to, like talking to uh, uh, Kevin Pollock's daughter and just sort of being like, we're going to go out in a blaze of glory because you belong to me. You and me together, baby. <laughs> and she's like, yikes. No, no I... Maybe I just wasn't paying close enough attention. But is she... Does, is there? Does she have... Is she like actually into him at some point? I don't or think so. No, 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 no. Or is it like, because cause at some point she's like saying she is, and I don't know if she was pretending or not. Because she is like a teenager. Like I think she's pretending. pretending to uh, like kind of placate him. I mean, I, you get the way you guys came to her defense so quickly leads me to believe I just wasn't paying very close attention. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, that d- it does lead to a very cool scene. Because she's, she's also kind of dumb, so I mean. Sure. Oh, sure. <laughs> a lot of stuff sort of starts happening at the same time, so some of this might be out of order, but basically, this is this, like there's a good 15-minute period where shit ratchets up and there's so much incident and craziness that I, I was like, this movie's kind of great. It's pretty bonkers. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, A, there's a scene where Bruce Willis th- drives his car into the house, and this all starts happening in this beautiful super slow-mo. Super slow-mo, yeah. Ben Foster throws a fucking Molotov cocktail yeah. at his car inside the house, yeah, mind yeah. you, and it blows up, and Bruce was like, oh, my God! <laughs> and then Ben Foster, like, goes in, and he's like, you're coming with me, baby, to the Kevin Pollock's daughter. She stabs him in the fucking face yeah. with a right. knife and then he starts like chasing them around in the duct work mm-hmm. like he's like when it, Jason the knife Voorhees. is still in his face for a little while yeah. too. he doesn't take it out right away he doesn't take, he, <laughs> he's the kind of guy who will ha- get stabbed in the face and then take pull the knife out with relish and yeah, like yeah. rub the blood all yeah, over yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah he's he's shooting the like the the two-way mirror yeah they're like in the panic room they're yeah, in yeah. The panic room but he can see them through the glass because he's broken the mirror at this point yeah. and he's like rubbing he like puts his hand and on he there. writes he writes burn it burn it with the Backward R, like corn. 
Because <laughs> he's a corn <laughs> fan. Yeah, yeah, because he's so because he's so he's definitely a freak off his leash. He's a freak off, and that's when shit just starts burning. Yeah. And also at this exact same time, this scene, this sequence is great. This, this is really cool. This and is also at this exact same time, end. all the, the fake feds slash SWAT people are like rappelling down from the mountain yeah. above, mm-hmm. busting in, getting set on fire. Yeah. There's fire everywhere, and then like the kids are like in the living room. And and so it's like everyone well, against he everyone. Gets, he gets the DVDs. He gives yes. them to the the guy. The like a SWAT guy comes in and then is like pointing the guns and is like, "Give us the DVD." And you're like, "Oh, this isn't a cop. This is one of the bad guys." Yeah, he and then shoots Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis gives him. They give him the DVDs. He actually picks the right heaven can wait first yeah. try. Well, he opens it up and it he sees that it's not the DVD. It's like just like a burned disc. Yeah, it's not well, much of an issue. That one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't. No, guess. but but I mean, but it was just it was like I thought it, it was like you've got two of them. Right. You think that the, the there's going to be like a sneakers yeah. sort of right. Thing. Right. The fact that the fact that there's like two different heaven can wait. Seems like a. I mean, I don't mean to say because I, when I said earlier plot point, it's not really. It's just the thing where you go, oh, I see, this is going to be a thing, and then he like puts him, he gets him, he's like, this All is right. the right one. It doesn't. Okay. It, it doesn't trip it doesn't, anybody up no. yeah. <laughs> at any point. It's kind of weird. It's, it's just. It's literally just because to point out that there are two movies yeah. called Heaven Can Wait. I guess but then, so. Like, the guy gets it, and then Ben Foster starts him on fire. Yeah, Ben Foster comes <laughs> down the hallway, and it's just this it's cool shot where he's got two lit Molotov cocktails. The hallway around him is also burning. It's all in this super slow mo. It yeah. looks terrific and ben foster like comes in and throws one of the molotov cocktails uh, like basically at the money this pile of money on the ground yep. and then he's looking at uh, kevin pollock's daughter and she has like this wet towel ar- around her head that bruce willis has given her and she lo- i don't know i think she's supposed to look like a saint or something right. like that or like a like mother mary or yeah, something yeah. and it's all in slow motion and he's looking at her and his eyes are welling up with tears and she's looking back at him just like jesus christ and he drops to his knees and then just drops the molotov cocktail yeah. on himself st- <laughs> it's crazy wild. it's really wild doesn't he start doesn't he start the the non the non cop on fire too yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think he shoots him, or I Cause, don't fucking cause like, remember. Because then, cause oh, then it essentially like burns here. up the disc or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, that's it's scene, all burning. I do up. like that scene where he drops it himself, although it is like a hilarious like, it's like CGI. Yeah, it doesn't look shot. Right. Yeah, but it it's made just, me laugh. It's just so crazy. Yeah. And then uh, Bruce Willis like takes a shotgun and shoots this like waterfall, this in-home waterfall put out that douses fire. out all the fires. It's really cool looking. I don't know. Like it's that's kind of like the end of the really spectacular stuff. I, that should be the end of the movie. It should yeah. be the end of the movie. But it goes on for another fifteen minutes or so. And I don't. And I don't. There's some cool stuff that happens in this last fifteen minutes, but they, it's kind been of. so. It's uh, this is the climax. Yeah. It's like you got to get out here somehow. These first two movies have both have a, like a thing where they can't. They're like, we got to wrap it now. up. We got to now kind of just do another thing because we forgot to wrap up the plot in the scene before. <laughs> yeah. like, they they both go. Like, it's kind of like okay, come on. It's true. This one not as bad as Negotiator, but yeah. No. No, but no, but I think it's had the same thing where I was kind of like, "Whoo!" Like like Travis, where you're like, "Wow, that whole scene happened," and then you're like, "And now there's got to be a scene where Bruce Willis and <laughs> Kevin Pollock drive to a shack in the desert," and you're like, "Really? Yeah. Does there though?" Also very similar to Firewall, where now yeah. it's like this yeah. sort of remote, uh, um, upstate, uh, like abandoned house location. Right. But there, and and this is kind of you know obviously tacked on, and it's making the movie 15 minutes longer, which sucks. But there is a really fun part where because like it's all these you know hyper competent sort of ninja yeah yeah uh, bad guy type people, and uh, and him and Kevin Pollock have uh, like reached a sort of understanding on the car ride up here, and he's doing this thing. Kevin where Pollock seems fine now, by the way. Oh uh, yeah, Kevin Pollock, no brain damage whatsoever. He was <laughs> unconscious for hours. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> Maybe he dies after the movie ends. We right. don't know. <laughs> and then he dies. Uh, and so and Bruce Willis has got like a gun on him because now he because since the DVD's gone, Kevin Pollock's the important. Right. Uh, uh, person here and Kevin Pollock d- does a little play acting thing where he's like alright 
uh, now, now you guys turn on Bruce. You're, we're all on the he's same like, side. They, they haven't seen your face, but he's seen my face. Shoot, <laughs> fucking shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> it was just uh, I, I don't have the exact line, but it's really great where he's where he's going like, and I've seen this in other movies too, but it's really fun where he's going. All right, come on, you idiots, shoot him, shoot him, fucking shoot him. And then he like pulls, he pulls the gun, gun on out. the actual dude and blows a guy's Kevin Pollock. Yep. Blows a guy's brains out, and then Bruce Willis shoots all the rest of them. The guy, by the way, the, the main the main dude is the the Watchman. They call him the Watchman. Is uh Kim Coates? Oh. He's the guy who Bruce Willis touch me again and I'll kill you gets in. <laughs> oh no shit! In Last Boy Scout. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. You know, uh, but you never see his face. You never see no. his face, but it's him. Yeah, he's the one. Please uh, put your hand here and thank you very much. Right. Um, and and there's also this, this movie's really. It, like I, I kind of I recommend this movie. It's really over the top. Uh, there's a really this this close up of Bruce Willis's eyes. Like after he shot everyone, and he just unloads a whole clip into a guy's head, and you yeah. just see his eyes being like, yeah. like he's really losing <laughs> it. it. And then he goes and grabs he, like his he's, he finds his wife and daughter. And there's this. It, it's like Bruce Willis trying. Yeah. At, at this point in his career, is very amusing to me because it's so weird <laughs> and out of the fucking blue. And he's just going like, ah, ah, he's like really acting it up, Captain. And, then, and he walks his wife and daughter out of the house with his hands on both of their eye, covering their eyes so they don't see the carnage that he's yeah. creating. There's a lot of good slow-mo uh, uh, gunshots in this last sequence. Oh, yeah. The whole thing he's, is... He's blowing these dudes away. They're just like big, meaty Verhoeven squibs. Yeah. I would say they're good. it's good slow-mo, except then it makes the movie longer. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the one, It's the dude... The, the director's main stylistic tick okay. is to just do slow-mo. Do slow-mo. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. I which I appreciate. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. added, he adds ten minutes to the movie just from yeah, slow mo shots of that's, stuff. That's true, uh, but a lot of it's very cool looking. And then he just sort of like walks them out of the house, and I hope I guess that maybe their relationship they, they will drive be less off. miserable. They drive they, off they, into they, some shitty they, credits. Well, they drive off, and we talked about it earlier. But I just wanted to point out how weird it is that like the camera like follows them like from up above, and then pans up to the mountains, and then above the mountains, instead of a blue sky, it's like a red sky. Yeah, yeah. And then everything it's like a CGI red sky. Like, and everything what? turns red, and it's like because the opening credits were. Right. Red. Oh, I guess it's but going back no, to that. There's no reason for it. No, like, it's, there's just no very it's just recreating it's, it's the like, style of the credits. It's like an yeah. empty stylistic choice yeah. that like doesn't. I mean, maybe it means something to the director. Like I don't know though. Like yeah. what? Like to, like what? It, if if so, it wasn't clear the, to me. The what credit, that meant. all the credit stuff in this looks really weird and cheap. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. They you, you really feel like you're in for it with those opening credits. Yeah. Um, but uh, you kind of are in for it. And, sure. And what I feel like is a is a good way. Yeah. Like I I enjoyed this movie. Uh, had you seen it before? I had seen. I saw oh, it okay. in the theater. Yeah, yeah, I saw it in the theater too. <laughs> um, I might have been with. with I'm Matt. sure. I'm sure I'm, one of us was. Yeah, I'm sure I was one of those two. Uh, there's not a whole lot of. Uh, uh, there's the, like not a whole lot of great dialogue in it. Most of the the fun of it is how it's kind of directed. There's a part yeah. where uh, the the two brothers or like two of the the teens are talking to each other and and the, the one's flipping out because they just did the lock lockdown thing and bon, Ben Foster goes claustrophobic and then he goes try fucktophobic. Mm. Not fun, sure what that means. Fun stuff. He's afraid of being fucked. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a, a really funny all? part where um, I guess <laughs> <laughs> There's a really funny part where the the the, the younger brother and it's hard it's do, hard to say which of these brothers are stupider. They're both very stupid. I it, thought the the younger one was supposed to be slow. Uh, well, he but he's the one who's constantly trying to get them to stop doing yeah. the stupid thing yeah. that he's, they're doing. He's smarter in that way. 
And he's talking. He's like talking to Dennis, and and he keeps on trying to go like, Dennis, this is really stupid. Let's just get out of here and go. And Dennis is like, No, we're gonna make this money, and then we'll be blah blah blah. Yeah. And then at the end, they, they, like this is like very very close to the part when they both die, and Dennis stops negotiating with Bruce Willis, and then the little brother is, and the little brother who just wants to end the whole thing is yeah. very frustrated with his brother, and it's just a very funny piece of acting where he goes, he's like, God damn it, Dennis, Dennis. <laughs> it's really funny. I rewound it and watched it like three times. Uh, the way the way you said that, the way you said that, made me think of if it was if you just replaced those characters with Charlie and Dennis from It's oh, Always yeah. Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, that's Charlie yelling at him. They're about as dumb. <laughs> uh, who's Frank? It would in this be movie? it would be Mac and Dennis would be the two dumb brothers though. Charlie would be the crazy one. Who's Frank? Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Okay. <laughs> Not Kevin Pollock. No, 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 because you don't want him to be unconscious the whole time. Sure, sure. Or, or he's unconscious and he's like somehow it was very gross while he's unconscious. Still, <laughs> so that's kind of funny. Uh, ratings. I'm going to give it three Juds. Sturdy, sturdy nonsense mm-hmm. kept me entertained for almost two hours. Um, I'm going to give it one Douglas for all the creepy uh, skeeven on the daughter and yeah. Mm-hmm. That, uh, oh, there's a lot he of discussion of you're not point. supposed to wear that kind of stuff out. Right. It happens two different times, I think. Burn it shirt with the yeah. arrow pointed somewhere. Weird, yeah. That's what's worth a Douglas. Uh, and I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10 knives in the face. Wow. Oh, nice. Pulls it right out of his face. Yeah. He kind of loves it. Uh... I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it fucking three and a half judges. Go for it. I just. I don't know. I just watching Do this it. movie and going like, damn. We always kind of talk about how like we wished. Well, I don't know if we talk about how we wished, but just not. No, no directors are willing to do a lot of the mm-hmm. like the crazy stuff that De Palma does. And I'm not saying this movie's De Palma esque, but he's like doing a lot of these trick like yeah. laborious type stuff to make it be a cool looking movie. And I think it works. And especially during that like fi- that climactic that well should be the climax conflagration of the movie. Conflagra- conflagration scene. It's just like. Wow, this is crazy! Mm-hmm. I, I recommend this movie if you haven't seen it. Yeah, it's I think fun. You it's check on it out. Netflix right now. Go ahead. Yeah, um, one Douglas for the, for the reasons mentioned is ain't much, but it's not like there's a little, a little sleazy edge to it. And I'm gonna give it one backwards corn R. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, three. It's it was good. It's good. It entertained me for again, yeah, for mo- it entertained me for most of its hour and fifty two minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's some parts where it wasn't. I, I find this. I I do, I do like that it's like the way it's stylistically directed. You know the way, but it's also was kind. Of, it was all very empty. Oh yeah, which is I think the difference between this and De Palma. I mean, I think people would call De Palma maybe an empty stylist, but I feel like his stuff not, is not to my face. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'll kill you. I feel like his stuff is there's always like there's some some sort of purpose to it, and this this was like. What if it was like this? And you're like, but why? It doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. It because because we're making a movie, and you're kind of like, yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah, and that's fine because it's uh, it elevates uh, otherwise pretty would would be pretty dry material if mm-hmm. you just did it straight. Yes. Um, one Douglas for the creepy skeeve skeeve boy, for the creepy skeeve boy, corn boy, Christopher Skeeve. And I, I guess I'll give it a 10, out of, ten out of ten. Captain Wubbas. Ah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, there we go. Bring it back. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. So that brings us to 1998's The Negotiator. Yeah. Lieutenant Danny Roman is the best hostage negotiator in Chicago. Is it? After six hours, hostage negotiator Danny Roman risked his own life. Disarming the hostage taker. In a perfect world, that would be enough. That was 
search for us. Hold it. But in this department, you know me. I'm being set up. An honest cop is an easy target. Now, to clear his name, he's taking the police hostage. I'm not going to jail today. And demanding his own negotiator. I don't want to talk to anyone else but Chris Sabian. Now, we consider no. Never say no to a hostage taker. It's in the manual. Go ahead, Here's a movie that I have seen maybe a dozen times mm-hmm. and really have never loved. It's fine, but you've I've, seen it. Why have you because seen it it's a dozen like, times? Because it's one of those things that, like, if it's on, uh, you know, oh, oh, fine. You know what I mean? It's like it's very, it's very even keel, and and I also keep going back to it because I'm like, maybe this will be the time where it clips, it clicks <laughs> for me. But just because it's like on paper, this should be a straight up banger. Yeah, great, great cast. Yeah, oh not just God. the two leads. I mean, so, you know, yes, we, we've all canceled Kevin Spacey, and rightfully so. But I mean, in 1998, Kevin Spacey was, you know, he was good in this. He, too. He's very good in it. And so it's, it's him, one notable exception, and Jackson, and fucking uh, JT Walsh, JT Walsh, Giamatti, Paul Giamatti, Ron, Ron Rifkin, Rifkin, Shabon Fallon, of all yeah. people from from SNL, Matt's arch enemy, David Moore, uh, David Moore's my arch enemy. Yeah, uh, what? Who's? Uh, did we already say the guy from The West Wing? Uh, which guy? Uh, d- uh, uh, oh, John Spencer. John, John Spencer. Spencer. Explosion. Yeah. John Spencer. And 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 all the way down to like the 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 dude from uh, from The Walking Dead. The mustache dude from The Walking Dead is in it too. Yeah. I uh, really love the actress that plays Maggie. Mm. Uh, she's in Men in Black as well. Yes. She's always playing these kind of like weird. Yeah. <laughs> Shabon Fallon. Oh, Shabon. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, she's fucking great in this. Um. And and so like. That and it's it's F. Gary Gray directed it, who's a very sturdy craftsman, who's made action movies that I really like. He made a great movie called Set It Off that I think is a masterpiece. He, he really yeah, yeah. saw. He directs the hell out of this too. It's very solid. It's very sturdily directed. I would say I would say it's understylized to oh. a fault. Oh, you think? So? I yeah, think it's, it's definitely understylized. Um, I mean, I, and that, and that's fine, but I kind of wish it was a little bit. I think the I problem with up. that with the with that is is not the the direct not in the direction. It's that the it's like. It's like the script, and then they they just it goes on. It's too long. It's like too there's too it's too, that, that is the, too, that is too the many. Thing. There's a few too many things. Yeah. Like seriously, if this was two, it's like two twenty. Mm-hmm. If it was two, two hours, it is literally two hours and twenty minutes. Yes, it's very long. Long. If it was two hours, long. I think I would kind of love this movie. Yeah. Yes. Like if they somehow figured out a way to still tell this story, like two hours is honestly kind of too right. long for me sometimes. But I think like they, they if it was if this movie is feels a little overstuffed and a little stretched out here's the here's the thing here's the thing too that i was thinking about and i've seen this movie maybe four times and because kevin said if they'd somehow figured out a way because i don't think it's necessarily obvious how they would shorten it either Mm -mm. there the the problem is it is it is absolutely too long by at least 20 minutes Mm -hmm. but i'm but i mean i I don't know i would resolve the plot in the hostage taking situation yes. and not take the last 20 minutes to go to the to the house I mean, I think, I some think, way to do that but here's the thing there's, like there's a lot like of times minutes after yeah anyway a lot of times i'll watch a movie that's too long like a, a like a later peter jackson movie or something like that yeah. and you just go like take that out, take that out, take that out. all these scenes are too long take that out, take that out. but this one it does have actually a lot of plot yeah way too much there's, there was way too much but but the, the the ways that they were shortening would be actually a cha- i mean i think it's a challenge that they should have undertaken right. and done and had professional people do but it's not the sort of thing where you can watch and go like because they need to introduce Sam Jackson and his relationship to these people and you, you, you need to have that time where he before things go shitty yeah, yeah. you need to explain I like the that case stuff. they sure. need to have the stuff leading up to it so it's all there but it is but then it ends up being 2 hours and 20 minutes long the uh, the parts I don't, I don't know I wouldn't I don't know if I would cut the whole part at the house at the end but like there is like after they after they get the guys uh-huh. 
I, like I was watching with Sophie and she was even going like like it's it drags it drags on for a long time. There's this really there's this really hilariously like kind of melodramatic part. I'm just going to spoil part of the end yeah. here. But there's a part where where like they get the bad guy and Sam Jackson's been through fucking hell. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like slowly pointing a gun at, and you and you know he's not going to fucking shoot this guy in front of all these cops, but the movie but it's like fucking 3 minutes of him slowly That's pointing true. a gun at, and it's just this like kind of thing where you're like fucking just fucking wrap, wrap it, up. it up and then he's shot and it takes forever for him to get into the it's like this this is five minute piece at the end where you're like why is it taking so long for this movie to be over mm, when that's it's true. over yeah. like it's, couple, and it's like this weird zoom in on a police bat it's just like there's all these choices at the end where you're like was that was that the movie you were what, right that, wait that was what the movie was about okay there's yeah. a couple odds and ends like here and there <laughs> there's a scene towards the beginning where it's just sam jackson with his wife and it's like i feel i understand why you felt like you needed to flesh out this relationship but this is if you're talking about a two hour and 20 minute movie you mm-hmm. need to cut but i i, fi- I figure i figure getting real judicious was just the stuff that they actually did shoot i could take it 10 minutes 10 minutes off of it it's yeah, still too easy. long but I, I honestly feel if i took that last part where after they wrap up the plot in the movie, if you t- kind of take this this like extra fat off the end, I would have almost been like, okay, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. know. I really hate that ending in the house with like, you know, oh, Kevin Spacey's double crossing him, and it's just like, you know, you're not selling me on this. It's the end of the movie. I know it's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, come, come on. on. Yeah. But the but the, the the three cops who are the who are on the take. Yeah. Do you catch their names? No. Hellman. Argento and Allen. <laughs> oh yeah, I thought it was gonna be Hellman's Best Foods and uh, uh, no. some other kind of mayonnaise. That's funny. No, because that's the thing they do in horror movies. <laughs> I, I recently, Hines. And- <laughs> I, I recently watched all of the uh, the uh, Final Destination movies, and they do that a lot. Oh yeah, where yeah. they have like uh, you know paging Doctor Carpenter or whatever. You know, like paging the, the characters. Carpenter. The characters are all. Like, I think in the first one, they're all like, uh, you know, Murnau, and they, mm. they a lot of the characters have like last names of German horror directors. That sort of whatever. thing appeals to me, a movie fan. Right, but that but that was this too. I was like, oh, Argento. And like, Hellman. Then I was like, Alan. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. That's, That's interesting. Yeah. That's Funny. cute. And they're all they're played by Monty Hellman, Dario Argento, and Woody Allen. <laughs> yeah, they're terrible. Woody Allen is really weird as a SWAT team dude in this. I just do I have to just, wear I just, all this gear? I just, I just wish I just, that was it's reading. A little, it's a little guy. heavy. I mean, I could could I just take a smaller how am I gun? Maybe to see through this scope. It's sure. so, how am I going to put it up against my glasses? Actually, sure, I want to give you what you want, but I I I, I, I need a hostage. I first. Just give me a hostage, please. Okay. Woody Allen is a as a hostage goes through. Well, we're, we're doing our best here. <laughs> that was our best. Now, now let's hear everyone's uh, Monty Hellman impressions. <laughs> 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 I oh, like, he sounds like this. Oh, I, I think I sound like a guy. Maybe I'm British. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, uh, so this movie is. Um, I have a big question about this movie. Oh, okay. It doesn't make any sense to me. The whole movie. The whole <laughs> bad guy thing. Okay, so. These guys are on the take. Mm. and The, the Jake, retirement, the pension fund. Yes, yeah, somebody is stealing from the pension fund. And Kneebaum, J.T. Wash's character, the internal affairs guy, is basically got everybody wired. Mm-hmm. He's, he's been tapping, he's been like, you know, recording conversations with like all of the characters in the movie, basically. Cre- creating incredibly accessible evidence. Like, I mean, tons that evidence and is so evidence Tons and tons of evidence. Uh, and it's it's all on his computer, and then one of his main informants, a guy who's wearing a wire, uh, Sam Jackson's partner, is murdered mm-hmm. in such a way that it kind of maybe looks like Sam Jackson could have been involved in doing this. Yeah. 
However, they uh, have hours and hours of tape with all the conspirators talking about shit, and Sam Jackson's name doesn't come up once, right. except in a conversation he has with the guy immediately before he's killed, in which he's like, really? Somebody's stealing from the pension fund? You better investigate that. <laughs> And it's like, and in order to solve this problem of him getting maybe framed for this murder, he has to, I mean, it's just like, they would never have suspected Sam Jackson. The frame no. job is shitty. It's, it, it's a, well, but, never, but JT Walsh is in on it, too. He's been paid off. He's been paid off. So he is also he's going... Not like, he's not one of the original conspirators. No, no, but, but he's been, he but he's been paid off, in. and he's right. going to suppress that evidence of those guys. Sure, sure, I know. I'm just saying, so this, he's is, not, like, you know, this so is the long way. They don't really... Exp- why did they choose Sam? Because it seems like they just sort of yeah. randomly chose Sam Jackson why, to be yeah, the Why didn't guy. they just pay... Why didn't they just like him? anyone else? Yeah, they seem to like him well enough. I don't. It's a weird choice. I think. I mean, I think it just happens that he'd had a conversation with this guy that then they're killed, and they go like, you know what? It's got to be him because it makes it because but because it, it seems like but it seems likely I guess that that's the thing though they kill him immediately after that conversation okay yeah with a gun stolen from evidence taken in a bus that Sam Jackson conducted that's how they tie him to the crime is the serial numbers filed off on these guns right. yeah so they would have had to have known. That that was gonna, ha- it can't have just been like, well, now we've got him. This is our perfect guy to frame that's, up. That's a good. They point. would have had to have known all this shit in advance. This they they had and they had to use all kinds of money. They talk about how they had to pay off all these dudes like to set to, up this I, crime. I did have to spend a bunch of my money. Right. To, they had the to spend job. a bunch of my ill-gotten loot on this stupid frame job that didn't need to happen. <laughs> This is a, qu- a quintessential movie where, like, a, a lot of the the plotting becomes pretty convoluted, and and I just have to take right. It. I, I just, just I to, just you I have to take over. their word for it. You yeah, gloss yeah, yeah. over it, but it's I like guess, I guess that's sure. the kind of thing that pads this thing out to nine to one hundred and forty minutes. Yeah. you know, okay. it's just yeah. like, it's, a sl- it's like the screenplay is it's not like the worst thing in the world, but this is the sloppy stuff that you need to go over it and over it again and, and iron it out. I mean, but they spend so much time in the hostage situation, which takes up you know like a good ninety minutes of the movie. Yeah. Explaining this shit rather than doing hostage taking stuff. Yeah, you know the the negotiation part of the movie where he like has to call in Sabian, he has to call in Kevin Spacey because Kevin Spacey's a stranger, and then they kind of play this this like battle of wits thing, but the, it doesn't work because at no point do you suspect that Kevin Spacey is going to turn on him. No, he's there. There, you know. Uh, a man of honor. Right. And and so, like, all of this shit where he's telling John Spencer and David Morse, like, no, I'm in charge. You have to do what I say. That's tense. But the actual interactions that he has with Jackson don't generate any suspense or tension at all. Yeah. And so you're just sort of waiting for the plot to shake out there while is, the characters have discussions about who paid who. Yeah. There is one part where, where Sam Jackson pretends to kill uh, Dean Norris. Right. And Dean then, Norris, and another then, uh, good actor who's and in And he this. has to sell the illusion. Right. And so that they, that becomes a real confrontation, obviously, between Spacey. You, of course, Spacey's know he like, didn't. you can't. Yeah, he, you right. know that he didn't. Uh, but Spacey doesn't know that. And he's like, you killed one of my hostages, goddammit. Oh, sure, oh sure. I'm a steaming. I don't know. Uh, I like their. I, I like didn't their, buy it. I like their back and forth though. The I also the really. I also like, really like Sam Jackson f- like solving this crime from yeah. this precarious position. Like that's to me. That's the meat of the using, movie to using me. Using Giamatti's <laughs> hacker powers. That's why. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it was 1998. Paul Giamatti's the hacker. <laughs> he cops are always six months behind. Yeah. Jesus Christ. You yeah, know, I just always six months it's, behind. It's not. It's not enough. Like actual like sweaty suspense and too much talking about bank accounts and like who's got the computer. Yeah, it's it's very it's like a middle episode of a season of twenty four. It's just like, oh god, when's when's the next part that's gonna actually have some action and fun in it instead of like, Chloe sent it to my screen and I need more time. Yeah, 
It's just it's it's so much wheel spinning. But this, but the movie does start with oh, a thing like that, we should, that we should that we should talk about because we we talked about it earlier right. on. Where the dude this is one pit, of the best parts of the movie. The dude who uh, lives in the basement of the airport in Die Hard Two, uh, and is in other movies probably. No, yes, uh, <laughs> is uh, is he's the hostage taking guy, and uh, he just ha- he has a line that I that it may, I, like we we started this movie up and this line happens pretty quick into the movie and I just started laughing because like ah yeah, this is fun. Where he goes, he's, he's got a gun to, he's got his wife and kid, I think just like yeah. the last movie. And he's like, I want her to see me blow my brains out. And I want him to think about that. And I want her to think about that while she's sucking that fat prick's cock. Jeez. That's like a line you hear very early in the movie. First and, scene, uh, yeah. First scene. That's a good scene. That comes after a lugubrious opening credit sequence. Which uh, another is a, terrible opening again, credit sequence. Again, symptomatic yeah. of what is wrong with this movie is it like it keeps slowing itself down and taking yeah. time to do things it doesn't need to it's do. A, it's a. I mean, I would say I don't. I don't hate it as much as you do. I don't, but, no, I don't hate this movie uh, at all. But uh, but uh, the. Uh, it's like it's like it's like the problem is that it's a movie from that time, and it's like well, this is a movie that's important, you know, like these right. mo- these kind of it, movies. It when does they, take itself very these seriously. These kind of movies when they take them when they forgot that they were thrillers, right? You know, it like thinks where it's, it's like it thinks it's it, it, it I thinks don't know it's if people. it actually does, but like it, it, it's <laughs> like does this movie think it's important or something? Yeah. Yeah. It's not. I mean, and it. I mean, the the main draw for me is like I think Sam Jackson and Kevin Spacey are, are good, and I I don't. Yeah, that was the I big think, selling point because stu- they were think, they were both like at the peak of their hype. Yeah, sure. whether their conversations are scintillating or not, I like the the interaction between them. Like, I yeah. think it's fun because it's like these two guys because he's like they're both the best right, hostage right. negotiator or whatever. And we actually see in this movie, as opposed to in Hostage, right. we see Sam Jackson be the best hostage, hostage negotiator. He's really, that opening scene, he's really good. And the whole movie is him negotiating not only with, like, Kevin Spacey, but, the you know, with, like, the, the you know, uh, J.T. Walsh. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, constantly, you know, kind of, like, playing playing sure. people against each other and stuff. You know, you don't know who to trust for a lot of it. And even up to the end when the rat Paul Giamatti doesn't rat him out, but that but the fucking secretary <laughs> does. Oh, we yelled Maggie. at the TV. Sophie yelled at the TV. She's like, "No! <laughs> I liked you." But she led the cops to that final confrontation that ends up being uh, Sure, but but she's also yeah, like she Paul, but it's also great cuz Paul Giamatti, you know, you know he's right. a, he's like a criminal informant. And he's like he's like, "Yeah, that's the guy who's going to rat him out." And he's like, "I won't rat him out." I'm not going to rat him out. I, I, li- I just like Giamatti. That's, too. That scene. The, that scene has it, this movie does it a bunch of times. But we're like, the, we're like, you're supposed to sort of intuit the connection and the the, yeah. the the drama in a scene, and then a character will say what's happening. Yeah. Like at the beginning of the movie, when or not the beginning, but when they finally call Kevin Spacey for the first time, and he's having an argument. He's like mediating this argument between his wife and his daughter because mm-hmm. the daughter that's said the worst, something. That's the worst scene in the movie. It's a terrible yeah. scene, but not. It, it wouldn't be as bad. If he didn't stop at the end of the scene and go like, "I'm a hostage negotiator yeah. and I can't mediate this negotiation between my daughter and my wife," right? And yeah. it's like, but that that sort of thing happens like four or five times yeah. in this movie, and it's just like, guys, just make, just go, come on. We don't need All to right. be reminded that these guys are good at their jobs right. or, or what their jobs are. We know. Yeah, you can tell us uh, in other ways. You There's know, ways to uh, do. yeah, it's, it's like scenes where people go like, "Look, I'm your brother, okay?" Right, exactly. And you go like, "Oh, well, there's no other way we would have figured that information out except for yeah. you pointing it." There's one. There's no other thing that I really need to talk to about uh, talk about this movie other than this scene where Kevin Spacey is introduced because I like this movie but this is the worst part of the whole movie and it sickens me (laughs) (laughs) but but in a delightful sort of way it's just every time I watch this movie I think it it's generally does its job very well Mm -hmm. and the script is 
is trying pretty hard, but it's like not. On, it's not embarrassing. On paper, on paper, this movie should be better than yes. This. But this scene where so uh, so it's it's sort of like think like Sam Jackson's been accused of a crime, and then he goes to the and it, it looks like they're gonna bust him, and then he kind of goes up to confront the people that are gonna bust him. He doesn't plan on taking starting this hostage situation, but he ends up like taking J T. Walsh right. in this office full of people hostage. Things are ratcheting and ratcheting, and then he's like. Uh, get me Chris Sabian uh, for for what? And we never really c- c- kind of find out why, or it's a mystery as to why he wants Chris Sabian. And that's when we cut over to Kevin Spacey, and it's so, sort of like now we're going to see him doing his job, and he's like right. outside of a door, and he's like, "Come on out, please, come on out of the, <laughs> of, the of the bathroom." And you're like, "Ooh, he's doing hostage negotiating. He's a negotiator too." Yeah. And then it's it turns out it's his wife who's locked herself in the bathroom because right. her child daughter made fun of her weight. Yeah. This woman is troubled. <laughs> and also Kevin Spacey character thinks this is funny. He thinks this is really funny and he's and he's supposed to be like a good hostage negotiator. He's clearly mocking his wife yeah. who is a clear uh, is a mentally ill woman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could see this sort of thing happening if it's like his her 15-year-old daughter that she has a contentious relationship with and her 15-year-old daughter is like, "Fuck you, bitch." Right. You're fat, and her mom's like, oh, I can't take this anymore. The daughter's like eight, and the mom's like, I'm not coming out until she apologizes. Yeah, yeah. She's like, your, your eight-year-old daughter? And Kevin, Sp- and Kevin Spacey's clearly like, <laughs> this is all very funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, these ladies, am I right? These ladies. <laughs> Boy, they're going- he's, he's involved in what we call an occupational irony narrative, which is like the psychiatrist who can help his patients but can't solve his own problems kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. But this is the line that he says specifically <laughs> where he goes. You know, I once talked a man out of blowing up the Sears Tower, but I can't get my wife yeah. out of the bathroom. You're like, you talked a man out of blowing up the Sears Tower? Couldn't we have cut to I that scene? See that movie. Yeah. His, his daughter's Show me the, that movie. His daughter won't get off the phone, too. Yeah. But yeah. then he does call waiting, so they get the call through, too. Because I thought, like, oh, that's going to be a thing where they can't get a hold of him because his daughter won't hang up the damn phone. And the phone. movie is over. But then, but then the, the like, I guess they have two lines, and she's like, hello, yeah, here. And you're like, right. oh, okay, so the phone, that didn't, that wasn't it. He's, it's, it would have been even more amazing if Kevin Spacey had been like, hello? Yes. Okay, I've got to go. There's been a hostage situation that I have, you know, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the movie's like that bad about, it, but it is pretty. It does like explain. That. I mean, when they do, we do see him be good at his job. Sure, yes. But they also go like the two. They, the other guys are the like two who, best hostage who, negotiators. Who, are, who is he? And he's like he's a guy from this place. He's never, you know. It's explained that he's a couple of times by other people and by him later that he's never lost a he's never mm-hmm. lost a person. He's never had to uh, resort to tactical. So he's never had to like send a SWAT team in to murder the. The hostage taker. The script. The script seems very like, but it noted. explains that a lot. Yeah, it seems very much like like of too many people got their hands on it and go like, well, we need to make it more clear right. what this guy is doing. Yeah, I think it's. I think the movie works because I think the two lead performances are yeah. both really good. And like, I mean, I think that scene is bad with his wife, but I think Kevin Spacey. You That's know, the only like is, fully bad scene in the whole is, movie. Is is good at is Chris Sabian and like you know he's. He's he's constantly at odds with the and you don't know until the end of the movie who the bad guys are. So the whole time right. you're like it could be his fucking the fucking chief or uh, um I forget your your the, enemy's name David, David Morse. Morse. The, Actually, the head of the SWAT team. I've seen this, this is like the fourth time I've you, seen it. This movie fools me every time. I always <laughs> think it's David they, Morse. They they definitely make him the biggest red hair. Yeah, because he's constantly going like we just got to go in and kill everyone. Mm-hmm. Let's kill them all. And so you kind of go like it this, can't the be negotiations have failed. We, we must kill them. And this, John Spencer seems likely too because he's kind of you kind of like, we gotta like, get rid of this. Well, yeah. he's yeah. that guy who's like well I'm in charge and I like everybody. And you're like he's maybe a little too. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with scissors, this man could kill you. Yeah. Can't cut anyone's balls off with a trimmer now, can I? 
<laughs> love it. Uh, love it. The thing that <laughs> it's always bugged me is that it's so clearly Ron Rifkin, and Ron Rifkin's the first hostage he gives away. Yeah. And it's like, when you do that, the, the movie's got nowhere to go. You're just sort of sitting there waiting for him to figure it out. I'd seen it like twice before, and I'd forgotten it was Ron Rifkin, so I didn't know It can that. only be but Ron I, Rifkin, because Ron Rifkin is the one who's on his side. Is he, the, is knew, he the DA in this? Is that his job? I forget. But uh, I, just, I don't know. DA because, if he is, then he plays two of the best corrupt DAs corrupt in the DAs? history. Oh, of no, yeah. he's not a DA. He's a cop. He's just yeah. a cop, too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I knew it was... I didn't know it was him, but I knew I knew almost right away, even before, that it was the one SWAT guy. Because mm-hmm. you go... like cause he, Mr. Cause, Serrano? Because he really wants to... like. Uh, go in there and kill everybody. Yeah, he wants yeah. to really get in there and like fight people. Everybody then, does though. They're cops. They want to just they want to kill. But that's but one of the things I like about it is that they like don't want to kill him. Like when they yeah. have the chance. Uh, what's his name? Michael Cudlitz. Yeah. Ox. Yeah. He, and, uh, he like he like he's like he's a like Ox from Band of Brothers. I, he yeah, was yeah. on Southland. That show Southland. Yeah. Too, he's it? in he's in like Gross Point Blank and stuff mm-hmm. too. Oh right, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Um, but he, he's great. But he I love that I do love that scene where he's like I'm not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Like he won't do it. Yeah. He like won't do it. And, and David like, Morse is going, you kill your friend, you kill him. And you're yeah. like, David Morse is the bad guy, and he's right. not. I mean, in real life, he is. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I also just wanted to point out that, like, what? And I know Chicago has its problems with crime, but, like, two of the best hostage negotiators in are in Chicago. Sure. The Chicagoland area. How many hostage situations? Well, it's crazy. We, I mean, do we know, know these guys are two of the best in the country, or that just these guys are the two best in Chicago? They're both. They 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 both live very close to each other. They're my the brother's best the, the best hostage negotiator in Chicago. Well, yeah. My sister's the best hostage yeah, negotiator right. in Chicago. How many hostage negotiators are there in my Chicago? My whole family is There's a family of hostage, family negotiators, hostage negotiators here in Chicago. How, is there a hostage Put situation? Put a fucking sport like pepper on your hostage, there, buddy. Got to get some sport peppers on these <laughs> hostages. I like a deep dish hostage. Yep. Now it makes you me put wish the sass on tap. I was Serena not that, in this. Uh, Chris Sabian or whatever or uh, what's what's his name? Danny Danny uh, Roman. Danny Roman. They have great names. Yeah. Danny Roman Chris or Chris Sabian, Sabian had popped Roman. up in an episode of ER. <laughs> Every time they show the exterior shots, yeah, yeah, where it's like pulling back and you see, I keep thinking like, oh, County General's right Probably over right there. Right over there. Yeah, it's right over there, past one of these bridges. <laughs> There's lots of cool on-location shooting did in, you, in Chicago. Did you wonder yeah. if real Chicago cops go line dancing? To, to Cotton Eye Joe? Yeah. There is an ama- I was a little surprised scene. about that. <laughs> there is an amazing scene where I, Sam, I, I, Sam you know what? Jackson... 19, not now, but 1998, I'd buy it. I'd buy it. You mm. ever want to see Sam yeah. Jackson, Ron Rifkin, J.T. Walsh dancing to Cotton Eye Joe? This is your movie. This is the movie I for mean, you. I buy it. I, honestly, I buy it as much as I buy like the cops with the, the, you know, the Irish funeral in, uh, in The Wire. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, it's like they're all, you know, they're all, we're all Irish when we're here. Or we're, we're all into we're Cotton all Eye Joe. When you're whatever. here, you're Irish. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's a, uh, you know, we're all into weird German one-hit wonder rednecks. Yeah. <laughs> I think they were Swedish. <laughs> yeah, yeah Swedish. Cares? Get it right. <laughs> if we're talking about the rednecks, <laughs> we're gonna with tarnish the legacy of rednecks. <laughs> you get it right. <laughs> you might be a rednecks <laughs> if. Ugh, terrible, terrible song. <laughs> uh, but that's fun. What what a delight! And what Sam Jackson looks like he hates that he hates it while he's dancing yeah. along to it. He's got too. a weird red cool. hair dye job in this. It's oh, very yeah. unusual. Oh, wonder where that's like one of the I ideas. Where like, where does that come from? Like nobody wanted this. Where did they? I don't know. Who wanted any of this? 
on paper, I just I just wish this movie was more exciting. It's it's always bugged me. I think that's why I keep watching it over and over again. I'm like, when is this? Oh, when am I going to come Because it's a pretty well made movie. Yeah, it is. It's like it's so sturdy and and it it you know like it does its job. I just wish it was more exciting. Somehow it's very flat to me. Did you did we find out any about the question that I asked about whether or not Tarantino had any hand I, in writing I, this script? I, I see I see no evidence of that. Well, there's the whole conversation about like Shane, where they're talking about movies. This sure, but Tarantino-y. I mean, this is like the eight mo- the eight millionth movie where they talk about famous westerns, and Shane is the one they talk about. I mean, Tarantino yeah. didn't have anything to do with Logan either, and it's all over that. Are we sure though? <laughs> I ain't, uh, who you know? I don't think that that t- that conversation has any hallmarks of like the Tarantino rhythm. It's just that they talk a little bit of a of a granular way about Shane. Yeah, it's funny. It's a funny scene, but it also goes on way too fucking long. Because they bring he's it like, back again later on. He's too. like, you know, that movie. I want to be like in the movie Shane. You know, where he rides off into the sunset, and they're like, he's like, yeah, but Shane Shane died. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, I'm pretty sure he did not. Okay, but he did. And it just goes on and, and on. And then they talk on. about the Mobius and Kirby Silver Surfers yeah. for a really <laughs> right. long too. Yeah. I mean, nobody knows what the hell they're talking about. That that scene in Crimson Tide. That I thought about Crimson Tide a lot while watching this movie. This is what I'm saying. And it's like, not because of that, but because of like that. That movie has all of the tension uh, and same all, claustrophobic uh, boiler pot thing. And it looks so much better. Oh yeah, and it's just and 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 it actually has like action sequences instead of just sort of the one short one in this. There's a couple scenes where like the SWAT teams are like busting in and smoke bombs are being thrown around and yeah, shit. And they kind of seem this. They look uh, very much the same to it uh, to each other though. Yeah, they're they're very samey. The movie isn't shot with a ton of flair. It's just very competent. It's very solid. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But like, yeah, I was sitting there watching this, going like, oh man, I'd rather be watching Crimson Tide. You know. <laughs> I feel that about a lot of movies, though. That's true, that's true. There's, like, some pretty histrionic stuff when Sam Jackson will, like, bust open a window and just, like, be, yeah, like, when he's with like his screaming. arms open and there's helicopters swarming yeah, around. They, he's like, they take my blood! They would have shot Is him. Is that what you want? Take my blood! They absolutely would have shot him right then and there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and there's <clears throat> the part when you find out that uh, J.T. Walsh is, like, in on it, too. Yeah. <clears throat> my voice is going. <laughs> I did my Sam Jackson impression. It blew, blew up it. my fucking throat. Destroyed yourself. <laughs> Um, there's a there's a really great part. Well, I, frankly, is the best part of this movie J.T. Walsh? Am I going too far? He's to always say? good. It's, He's I'm always happy to see that great man. He gets this. the in memory of in this one, yeah. and I think he also got the in memory of at the end of uh, Pleasantville, which also came out he, the same. There's year. also he a died, memory he, of he was for in the, like uh, he was in like three movies in 1998, yeah. and then he died, and it was like shit. Dude. Yeah. It was devastating. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, he should be in, in memory of for all movies. <laughs> right. <laughs> should be, that should just be a thing that you put at the end of movies. We, we're making this movie in the, for the memory of J.T. Walsh. <laughs> it's like that Panaflex logo or something That's like why that. Avatar 2 is taking so long, because they're still mourning. <laughs> I still am. Yeah. Uh, but he, but he, J.T. Walsh is just kind of... He has this really alive performance where he's, he's both filled with this like contempt for what's happening to him, but also clearly like guilt yeah. about this other stuff going on. And it's just like he's just carries it the whole way. It's always in his eyes, and he's he's so bitter and angry, but also like evasive. Yeah, it's just really any any of the interactions between Sam Jackson and him are just really like the best parts of the whole movie. We've talked about how much we love J T. Walsh on here before. He's oh, one yeah. of those actors who can, go, who can go from like he does it in this a little bit too, but where it's like 
oh, fuck you. I'm, I, you get out of my office. I'm a mad guy. And to being like, whoa, 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 hey. And you're kind of yeah, like, yeah. oh, no. And it, to being like a guy, you go like, you know, look at him. I trust him. Well, I trust oh, what this, this guy was, says. This was the other scene that really reminded me of Tarantino was the eyes, the, the lying eye thing where he's like, uh, it really reminded me of the uh, Pantheon scene. So th- which which uh, was more more likely the, the scenario is, is just the person who likes Tarantino yeah. <laughs> wrote a movie and is doing Tarantino-y stuff. Uh, because you're right, it doesn't have the rhythms or the the you know the kind of sauce that Tarantino it's not quite puts as esoteric, yeah. But he's still doing the same sort of thing where Sam where Sam Jackson is. He could tell a lot from a person's eyes. He got all these different tells, and if you he looks away when you ask him this and and this and that, and so they and like him and Giamatti and Maggie are like having fun, like proving when JT Walsh is uh, right is lying or not, and JT Walsh is like failing it up to the point where he when T- Sam Jackson goes. Uh, uh, who killed? Now who killed? Uh, whoever got killed? And then he goes, "You did." And it's like, "Oh, he's yeah. not lying here." Oh, he's uh, you know, right. it's pretty cool, <laughs> but it's very Tarantino-y. But without, with that again, without the style. Like if you'd written right. the Shane, if you'd written that Shane part, they would have been naming the actors and stuff in it. Yeah. You know? Right, <laughs> exactly. And Jack Palance, uh, the exactly. guy, who, the guy who played Shane. <laughs> you know, the kid. Alan Ladd. Alan Ladd, of course. Uh, Diane Ladd's dad. Sure. Let's just let's just go ahead and say that it is. Why not? <laughs> uh, and uh, so that's a re- that's a really good scene. And then there's a there's a part when he when he finally like uh, when they're breaking into his computer and he's finding out the deal with them. And there's this sort of back room where the helicopters can like start picking people off from. And he's like, I'm gonna push you out. They they know that you they know that I know yeah, what yeah. you know, and I'm gonna push you out into this. Uh, they're gonna shoot into you. the kill room, and that's when he finally like breaks down. Because he's like, because he's like, no, 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 they will kill me if you put me in there. Don't do yeah. it. And then, and then they, they, and then they, they bust they in and they kill him anyways. Yeah. yeah. Three shots to the chest, center mass, <laughs> execution style. They just fucking machine gun up that place. Yeah. Yep, they really do. That's one of the parts I like. That's one of the shit's happening. aspects of it that really rings true, especially today, is that these cops just won't stop trying to kill everything yeah. that's happening in this room. It really reminds me of that shit in uh, Dog Day Afternoon, right? where, where Dog Charles Sturdy's just like, put your gun down! Come on, put your guns down! And they just won't put their fucking guns down? He's like in charge of them, and they, yeah. won't, they just can't stop pointing their guns. Look, we have one job. We have one job, <laughs> we're here to kill. <laughs> And so there's there's these constant like and and yeah. not all of them are even like in on it too only so only like a couple of them are in on it but just all the cops are constantly like just trying to move of, in and kill everything. Well, because oh, they because yeah. they go like well because they make Kevin Spacey goes like you know don't do anything unless I say so and they like go okay yeah they, they agree to it David Morse agrees to it the guys like yeah you got it and the one of the bad guys mm-hmm. this is I mean I knew he was a bad guy before this but he goes back and goes like we're going in as soon as we get a chance yeah yeah and you're like oh well you're clearly one of the bad guys right. but also I knew you were bad anyway or or it could have turned out he wasn't one of the bad guys and he's just like we want to kill this fucking right. guy there's a thing uh like the the cops are pretty fucked in this movie. Like, and there's a there's like a bunch of them that are just stone cold corrupt. But like, uh, there's plenty of people that you think are bad guys, even th- that aren't corrupt too. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't look well. It, it seems like a, a really shitty department, honestly. <laughs> and then at the, the very end, when Kevin Spacey is like, "Here you go, you're gonna want this back," and he gives him his badge yeah. back, you're kind of, I don't know if it's meant to be bittersweet, but you're like, "Great, he got his." Yeah, great, that, he's back. He's back. Back on this awful force now. That shit just. I, I mean, I think it's supposed to be like that. He. He's, you know, he's this is that's like symbolic of him being, yeah. you know, proven innocent yes, you're, you're or whatever. Legit sure, but sure. it's also like that whole all that shit 
fell flat for me at the end because it was just sort because the movie had ended five minutes earlier, right? And then it was like just sort of still going, and you're like, why are we watching this part of the movie? <laughs> I want to. Like, I, I want to. And it zooms in on the badge, like it's like that's what the movie was about was about him getting his badge back. Yeah, it should have weird. It should have pulled back out from the badge, <laughs> and now we're in a courtroom, and he's on trial for reckless endangerment, and somebody's yeah. suing the city, and it's like millions and millions of dollars at stake, and they're going to deplete the policeman's <laughs> pension fund to pay for the insurance so that everybody who gets taken hostage by Samuel L. Jackson, innocent or not, can get paid. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Maggie is totally. I mean, suing. there's like it's just one of those. This is one oh, of those absolutely. great. This is one of those great movie constructs where it's like, and he solves the crime, and everybody's it's fine, and then like his reputation is restored, and it's like, and then he would go to jail anyway for taking all of these people hostage. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but he becomes, but he's such a decent man that they all become <laughs> right. friends. They with would him all by be like, it's it. fine, you can go free. <laughs> We're not going to press charges on that yeah. day that was traumatizing to me. All right, so you know, I know I, I know I said that J- JT Walsh is probably the best part of this movie, but I was wrong. It's probably Paul Giamatti. <laughs> pig He's got vomit. some good lines. It's pig vomit. He was fam- most famous for pig vomit before this, and uh, and I think this is like his big. I mean, that and this are like his big breakout roles. Yeah, and 90s, this yeah. this is the kind of character that wouldn't have this much screen time ordinarily, but I just feel like it's Giamatti, and they're just like, this guy's so fun. He has he has a lot of lines I in this. I think F. Gary Gray is a good... F. Gary Gary? He's always F- a good caster. He's a yeah. good, he's a good uh, actor's director, mm-hmm. though. Like, yeah. like, that's one of the things that I love about this movie is like that. Yeah, the plot, the plot mechanics maybe whatever. But you I mean, get to see all I mean, these we, old we hands do, do their thing. We do thing. a lot. Of, we do like so many movies on here where the plot mechanics don't make sense. It's like you know that kind of thing where, sure. like we're saying, you watch the movie and you're just like, uh, if something, I, I, you kind of just go with the flow. But right. like, he's so good at like. The perform the the performances that he's great at directing everybody bouncing off of each other yeah. even the even down to Spencer and and Morse like their whole sure. all the interactions with I love the guy who's like who's like the negotiator before Sabian gets there right. who they have oh, these like uh, he's like Farley. I'm terrible and it's like and Sam Jackson's just fucking with him I love those scenes <laughs> he's like don't say no now uh, <laughs> would you cheat on your wife. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to get uh, back to you I'm on that have to one. Get back to you. That's right. Good job. This I is what this shit. is what's really what's best about that because like it's Farley and Farley already is like I don't, I don't know why everyone wants Farley to talk. <laughs> yeah. Get anybody other than Farley. He doesn't like, want to do it. Just, just, they want him to fuck it up. Farley's so like him. the backup hostage negotiator. But what did he? Is it because he read half the manual once or something? <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing at, at all. all. Yeah. And and so it's like mean spirited all around. And so and, J- funny, and Sam Jackson's it's very funny. But <laughs> Sam Jackson's supposed to be the good guy, and he's like, "Fuck you, Farley. I'm dunking on you all six ways from <laughs> yeah. Sunday. Now, now, did I kill one of the hostages? Maybe not. I'm really fucking ruining your day. Yeah. And then and you're like. Yeah, that, I mean that was funny, but uh, that Farley. was ice cold. Poor Farley. Yeah. But then he calls him later on. He's like, "I'm sorry about that, Farley. Yeah. I know, I know, it's a really hard thing for you. Uh, I understand." <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell Farley's like, "Oh, whew. But anyway, Giamatti. <laughs> it's fun to see like a guy like Giamatti get like a like you said like at this point to get like sort of. It's a, a really showy like yeah. uh, stealing scene stealing kind of role. <laughs> I got the asthma. Why do you always pick on me? Oh my fucking Charlie Brown! I'm fucking fatigued. <laughs> <laughs> he's always just—he's just being at his most Giamatti this whole time. I'm not a fucking—I'm not a pig like them. You want to see a good a Giamatti pig. performance? You gotta watch that show, Lodge Forty Nine. Yeah, watch that show? I've heard. I've heard. I—I I watched uh, some of it. I never finished. I mean, it—it it, it ends on a cliffhanger. It got canceled, but it, there's—it's two seasons. The second season, Giamatti's all over it. He's he was a producer of it, it, and then he. Yeah. Someone told me he pops up as like a—he's really really funny on yeah. it. It's a great show. It's Giamatti. Yeah. Giamatti's a lot of fun. Let my fucking people go. <laughs> 
He's just constantly yelling and screaming. It's just what you want. There's a oh, there's a, like that guy not from, as good as, as he wasn't as amazing, as amazing Spider-Man Two as the Ryan. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking up the end. Oh shit. Yeah. Or a, saving um, Private Ryan. Mm. There's a part, another part in this that they did. They do this because there's a part at the end that I was talking about where he's like. I'm going to shoot this guy in right, the head, right. and you know he's not. There's another scene earlier when uh, Sabian is leaving the crime scene, and the cops are like, they stop him, and they're like, we got to check your trunk. And mm-hmm. the scene, it's like this really drawn-out suspense scene, and you know he's not in the trunk because the movie's not fucking over yet. But like this cop, it, it's weird the way the cop is acting at him, like, you've got him. And you're like, has this cop been watching the movie? Right. Like, why would he be acting like that to this yeah. guy? Like, he hasn't been watching the same movie we are. He's just in it. Yeah. He would just be like, we need to check your trunk. Nothing's in there. See ya. That's true. There's it's, a, bit a, a protracted scene where they both weird. stare at each other, too, sinisterly. It's or like, really weird. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. The movie's well, got to manufacture some suspense but it, any way it can. But it's, just yeah. like that, but it's just like that. You could do that scene and make it suspenseful and also, like, shorter and, like, realistic in That's some way saying, yeah. but it's very weirdly like like right you, you think he might be in there and you're like no we don't yeah. we, first of all we don't think he's in there and also why would this guy think he's in yeah. there he's this guy's why would why would the hostage negotiator that's leaving have the, the other guy who took the hostage in his trunk and also who who are you and how do you know the plot that, of this movie that scene's only suspenseful if we know he's in the trunk of Exa- the car yeah exactly you know it's like if you had the scene from bound where the cops show up yeah but, but everything is hunky-dory <laughs> right and you're like they're like the cops show up you're like but it's shot the same way but you know that nothing Nothing's has happened wrong, yeah and the cops knock on the door and it's like yeah everything's fine like why like, is because this everything's why is the shot of his shoes on the carpet in here <laughs> there's no blood seeping up out of the floor but also kevin space himself is milking it from yeah. Yeah, yeah. suspense like why where he's like what the trunk it's very well i don't know and then he's like slowly yeah. like open just like open that it way. Is, there's nothing in there open it and show him it's very manufactured it's it very manufactured suspense like you're saying where it's just like sort of like wh- but it also doesn't have to be and no. it would make the movie shorter and better because exactly. the rest of the movie is like like pretty sturdily done sure. it's like it's like okay this is well made yeah. yeah, you know, I'm looking for any possible way we can cut shit out of this movie. It's yeah. too goddamn. I long. just, I just think I would like it more. Yes. Like that's and it's, that's the main reason I'm complaining about like that it being too long is that it's like I kind of like I really want to like this. And as soon as I put it in, I looked at the time. I'm like, God, it's oh, two and yeah. hours. And two, it's almost two and a half hours long. There is no way this movie needs to be that long. It hurts my feelings. Yeah. No way this movie needs to be that long. Yeah, <laughs> and it's true. It doesn't. It doesn't need to be that long. Yeah, but you do get the inevitable team up at the end where they go to another right. location and that they're at they're at uh, never JT, go to a second dead, location. Never mm. go to a second location. Dead JT <laughs> Walsh's house where he keeps more uh, another computer, and then I, 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 the information's not there, so it really seems like they're up against a wall. So now it's time for like walkie-talkie trickery, mm-hmm. and then uh, and that's when like I was fooled once again because I always think David Morse is the bad guy, and then Ron Rifkin comes in there and he's like, "Hey, let's all make money and hey. kill this guy." Right? Hey, so uh, we're all the we're all the, the f- bad guys that are here. Here, right okay let's we could talk openly then <laughs> absolutely stupid let's talk openly <laughs> in, really in, in a bad guy way and then he's got the walkie-talkie on and all the cops here you know i, I it's as dumb as it is and as much as you know it's gonna happen i do find scenes like that satisfying where the mm. bad guy's like it's okay it's okay we got him and then he finds out that he's actually caught by yeah. and all the cops are out there because you know it's filmed in such a way that you think the cops are just there to arrest sam jackson right 
and possibly Kevin Spacey. But no, they're already they already know. I don't know. I find that sad. Yeah. I find it satisfying even though it's like the contrived as fuck. It's pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> Rifkin Rifkin gets a real uh, a real roller coaster moment yeah. where he's walking out of the house going like, "Boy, I really wrapped that up. <laughs> Everything is okay." And then he goes out and the cops are all staring at him and they're playing back the things that he said and then he's going to kill himself. Yeah. Just so he could, over the course of like 20 seconds he's like, "I finished it. Up. Oh, I'm putting a gun. I'm bringing a gun to my well, that's it for me. <laughs> and, and here's how you down I a, go. Here's how you cut off another three, four minutes or whatever. Any any piece you can cut off counts. Have him actually kill himself. <laughs> that would be really funny, right? Oh shit! Instead of like somebody because like someone like shoots him before he can, and then they're like, "We're not making it easy for you." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or the audience. We're not, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna make it drag it. Look, I just want to go home. <laughs> uh, and then there's like there's like a kind of a fun last line that I liked. It's cornball, and it's almost like you have to say it. But there, it's like Kevin. Thanks Spacey's for negotiating <laughs> with me. <laughs> I guess you could say I'm the negotiator. <laughs> which well, one? Of, which one of us is I guess, the negotiator? I guess you could say we're both the negotiator. And then it says they will return in the negotiators. <laughs> yeah. Well, they they already negotiated whether or not Alan Ladd dies at the end of Shane. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> God. Uh, but he goes. Uh, it was nice talking to you. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that's pretty good. I like those scenes at the. I'm a sucker, and this is this is not. You're not going to res- Matt, Matt's not going to respond to this very well at all. But I like these scenes <laughs> when they're kind of like friendly antagonists yeah. get together. It's like the fugitive at the end when like they're sitting <laughs> in the car. A much worse movie than this. <laughs> Harrison Ford. <laughs> Harrison Ford. And he's like, I thought you didn't care. And he's like, Don't tell anyone. And you're like, Ah, yeah, I like a boat. I, I, I don't I like I a like boat. That kind of shit. I don't mind that stuff when I like the movie, right? <laughs> and I didn't hate this movie or anything, but yeah, it didn't it didn't really do anything for me. Uh, uh, something that was, I thought, this was, I, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, Who anybody who knows more about computers, but there were two different, <laughs> I was watching this and uh, uh, an episode of Lost yesterday, I'm rewatching Lost, and in both this and that, there's a part where like somebody shoots a computer, mm-hmm. and people are like, oh no, the computer is totally broken, and in Lost, it's like, is they have to like fix it. Or That's a much more important computer. Whatever, yeah. they fix it or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it's it's just like, okay, but in this one, they're like, they shoot the computer and then they're like, ha, now they don't have the evidence. And correct me if I'm wrong, but like, they would have, you would have to shoot the actual, you would have to actually shoot the drive, the hard drive that it's on. And even even if you shoot a computer once, like they do in this movie a couple times, that's all he needs is the drive. Yeah. Right. You could still go in there and go like, unless, unless he blew open, unless he shot the actual drive. Even in that case, it's possible the data could be recovered if the place that gets shot on the drive is not where the data is. Right. Okay. That's what I thought. I was like, I was like, well, that doesn't, that doesn't, yeah. so, that doesn't solve your problem. There needs to be a scene added where they t- <laughs> they take a screwdriver and take and take open the side of the computer and right. go through it and no. look at the thing. And even even in I don't want it to be longer, but it did cross my mind. I'm like, I don't think that's how computers work. I also I find it like unlikely that even that uh, that the data would only be stored locally. I feel like even even in the late 90s, you could network computers together. There would be centralized storage somewhere. You wouldn't have to go to it. You know, yeah. I know, I know. He's, I know. The rationale is that it's like a special case, and Maybe. he's keeping it close to the close to the vest. Yeah. But I don't buy it. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, there's this one line that I wanted to get in here that uh, made me laugh out loud, and I think it is, and is actually supposed to be funny. Where uh, Kevin Spacey, who's still in his ski clothes, his ski pants and, and sweater, because they're right. going to go on a ski trip before mm-hmm. he got called out. He had to like rush <laughs> out of the room too, because Sam Jackson's like, "Get him here in 20 minutes, or I kill people." I don't yeah. care if his wife and daughter are having a weird fight. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, at least we never see them again. But Sam Jackson, yeah, Sam that's Jackson, true. Thank God, yeah. <laughs> Sam Jackson has uh, um, Paul Giamatti open the door for him, and then that's when they're when yeah. Paul Giamatti and Sam Jackson are introduced to Chris Sabian right. face to face, and then uh, and 
Paul Giamatti goes, nice fucking pants. And, yeah. and Sam Jackson goes, shut up, Mr. Blackwell. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get some juicy Sam Jackson one-liners in there. <laughs> Note to Goldie Hawn, cheerleading tryouts were last week. <laughs> He's such, such a, a bitch. bitch. Uh, oh, boy. That's it. Uh, ratings. Uh, three Judds. Yeah. I, I don't think this movie is exciting enough, but it is incredibly sturdy for what it's trying to do. Like I've said multiple times already, on paper, this should be a four-judd <laughs> movie. Yep. Yeah. But it is not. Um, a good cast goes a long way. It helps. Like if, I, if, I, if this was a bunch of nobodies, I'd be asleep. We've done Ugh. movies like this before on here. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I know there's some that like where it's like, just because of the cast, you're like and God, director. God damn it! Yeah, you, you like make a movie that's good enough, yeah. and you stack it. You, sa- you stack that cast. You're gonna have a movie that yeah. people people might be tricked into thinking is kind of great. Yeah. <laughs> it also this is a very this is a good dad movie. You've seen this on TMT. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, it also just has very high production value mm-hmm. aside yeah, from yeah. that. Like there's helicopters and on location stuff. It looks oh, this really, is it this is good. absolutely like that peak of this kind of movie. Oh, one hundred percent. Where they're yeah. like, we can get all these. Actors in it, all these great actors, and we can and we've got sixty five million dollars exactly. buys you a lot in nineteen ninety eight. Oh, for and sure. It's, and the movie and and it's kind of like we're guaranteed we're going to make that back right. at least. You know, yeah. like you know, you know, okay, this movie's going to make back that money. So there you go. It's not too expensive. You don't watch it and go like, Jesus Christ, they really spent too much on this movie. Right, it's right. just like, just yeah, that's good. And Sam Jackson and uh, you know uh, Spacey, Spacey and- are like Oscar winners, Oscar nominees. They're like, but they're not like. Uh, you know they're not getting like Jim Carrey pictures, right? Or exactly. At the time, <laughs> you know, or Tom Cruise or something. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, three Juds. Uh, zero Douglases. Can't think of anything. Nary a dirty, just thing. a diehard two guy wanting his yes. wanting his wife to think about him blowing his brains out uh, while she sucks a fat yeah, guy's cock. Hardly, I don't think that hardly counts no. for for a Douglas. I'm gonna give it zero Douglases. It's funny though. It is a good line. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it uh, ten out of ten. Horrible mustaches on my mortal enemy David Morse. <laughs> but he's but he's doing what he does. He is. Look, I, look, he's a great actor. This he's, is, a, he's a bad man. Yeah, this is I, David Morse right in the pocket. Yeah. This is what he does. This is where he belongs. I love me some Morse. I mean, I just like we talked about this on the last podcast. I just rewatched The Rock, and he's fucking rad in that movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But he upholds the Morse code, which is being a dick to Matt in a parking lot. <laughs> and, <laughs> and in a retail establishment. Wow, twice, that's right. God damn. <laughs> Come a, on, David Morse. He was, a, he was a total dick to me twice for no good reason. I, I barely interacted with Unbelievable. him. Unbelievable. Yeah. You are not king shit of fuck mountain, David Morse. You're David Morse. You played George Washington in the John just, Adams... Just because you betrayed <laughs> Bjork so, so horribly... Doesn't mean you can get away with this kind of oh, shit. I always see. I always remember uh, my favorite David Morse is him in Tremé because he's oh like, yeah because he's, he's a that. sweetheart yeah, and he's a cop and it's like uh <laughs> the kind of cop that's like boy this this uh, department's really corrupt I'm gonna try and do something about it and then it's like ah shit I can't fucking do anything about it I guess I can't be a cop anymore yep. wow well that's David Simon for you <laughs> <laughs> my favorite my favorite David Morse is when he's George Washington and John Adams and then he goes my wooden tooth broke. <laughs> This is a real thing that happens. This is like, damn, these wooden teeth of mine that I have that I'm famous for. <laughs> and then he fights, uh, who's the pirate? Who's the pirate from Jebediah Springfield? Jebediah Springfield. <laughs> I want to help you, George Washington. God, <laughs> even, even your, your dreams, dreams are square. square. <laughs> uh, uh, zero, zero. Oh, wait, did you I, do another rating? I did, yeah. I'm all, I'm all yeah, cleaned yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Wait, what was oh, it? I did 10 out of 10 horrible mustaches on oh, my yeah, mortal yeah, enemy, sorry, David Morris. Sorry, sorry yeah. we got off on that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it... This is hard. 
but I'm just going to have to give it three and a half Judds, even though I would like to cut more off of it because of how overlong it is. But man, that cast, <laughs> and it looks it looks really good. Sam Jack, peak Sam Jackson. It's way too long. I would I would give if this they figured out a way to shave twenty minutes off of it, I'd give it four. I think it's just a very solid movie, but two hours and twenty minutes, fucking unacceptable. Mm. Um, zero zero Duggies. Um, and I'm gonna give it one eye for Cotton Eye Joe. Mm. <laughs> he only has one Cotton Eye, as far as we know. Uh, I'm gonna go three Juds. Mm. I'm I'm tempted to go three and a half too, but I think it just kind of like I think it, I was like the whole time I was watching it yesterday. I'm like, this is really entertaining. I'm having a good time. Blah blah blah. This is good. And then by the end, I was like, why isn't this movie it's over? On? Yeah. I was like at three and a half for the whole movie until until the end. And I was like, fucking get out! Of, stop being a movie. <laughs> yeah. Stop. You gotta stop being a movie at some point. All movies do, and this is your time. You gotta stop it. Uh, zero Douglases. And one nice fucking Paris snow pants. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Mister Blackwell. Uh, I think that, I do think it's funny that he's wearing snow pants, and then I think it's funny that Paul Giamatti makes fun of him. Yeah, <laughs> for wearing snow pants. There should be another movie where Paul Giamatti is just constantly dunking on people's fashion choices. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> Uh, and and looking like absolute shit while he does right. it too. Like that's the best part. Oh, I know. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about, you buddy? You look like a bag of garbage. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> nice fucking pants. And like you don't even what have if, pants. You're wearing a burlap sack. What if Sam Jackson said that instead of this quippy Mr. Blackwell? And shut up. You look like a bag of garbage. That would also be good. And then he puts uh, on his Kangol hat and winks at the camera. <laughs> uh, flies away. Yeah, goes flies to the Whoa. golf course. <laughs> Uh well I don't think I'm gonna be giving three and a half uh, Juds to this next yeah, movie. Sorry, you guys are still trapped with us for Oof. a little longer. Yeah, you can't negotiate your way out of this hostage situation. Oh boy, we did them backwards. You see? Yeah, that was very good. Yeah, thank you. It's trapped. 2002's trapped. Karen Jennings thought she had it all: a beautiful family. Will you wiggle your wings after you take off? Better watch and see. A brilliant husband. Doctor William Jennings, our resident genius. But everything... Abby, bring me the clothes and the hamper while you're in there. ...can be taken away in an instant. Abby, I'm ready for the clothes. Mrs. Jennings, stay calm. My name is Joe, and I'm going to help you through this thing. Your daughter was kidnapped three hours ago. You're in a whole new world, Dr. Jennings. What we have here is a machine that runs on fear. I know that for a fact because I've done it four times before and I haven't been caught yet. Why won't you let me give you the money now? Did you ever think that maybe this wasn't about the money? A movie that you don't remember? Most people don't even remember. You don't remember because we certainly didn't remember it. I don't think I ever knew that this existed. I bet Charlie Starrett and Kevin Bacon have forgotten this movie. Now, is this... Maybe not Pruitt Taylor Vince. Is this the movie (laughs) where Charlie Starrett met her... uh, Brief husband Stuart Townsend, or did they do this as a couple? I don't know. Uh, who would know? Oh, she married to him. She was married to him. Yeah, <laughs> they made Battle in Seattle. He directed Battle in Seattle, and she was in it. He directed. Oh, and wow. they were they were in another ah, movie. another movie. I forgot about. They were in another movie together. I don't remember what it was called, but it was about like uh, it took place in the twenties, and it was about like fabulous. Uh, I wonder because I mean this was this this came out. I think this was made shortly after she broke up with the third eye blind guy. Oh, Charlize. Yeah. He Come like on. he like wrote a whole record full of songs no. about about how, about his relationship with Charlize Theron. <laughs> it was only a semi-charmed kind of life. Exactly. 
He's the he. This movie is is by far not a good movie, but yeah, this that is, that guy Stuart Townsend, the husband, the worst thing about it in a in a <laughs> I walk. You, I thought you were gonna say something no. like way worse. He's no, so funny. Where did they, you got to admit, where did they fucking get was this I texting guy? You yeah. about that? Where it's it was Charlie's like, I was like, husband. I was like, uh, he's. I didn't I, realize that I, at I didn't the know time, who, but I was. I didn't realize that either because I was just like, it's like. Totally, like it's like the thing where the casting director's like, "Get me one of them, you know, dark-haired actors, but like one of the cheaper ones, not Josh Hartnett Look, or whoever you know, is expensive." You know at who this we moment. need to get to play the husband in this movie? Just any torp you can find on yeah. the street. But it was like, but it's seriously, he, it's like there's like a million actors, especially oh. from that period, that look exactly like this seriously. guy that are like the same guy, and you're like, get one of them that's not because uh, it's gonna cost us too much, God. and it doesn't matter if he's good. Or the whatever. Guy, the guy is, he, is it okay if he's Irish or British or whatever? I don't. It doesn't matter. This it man is not matter. credible in any aspect of his character. <laughs> he does not strike me believably as like a determined research nope. scientist. <laughs> he does not strike me as a man who could fly an airplane or a guy who cares about his family <laughs> <laughs> or or a man who could successfully fend off a, a, a physical assault from Courtney Love. From, from Courtney Love, <laughs> he couldn't successfully fend off a wet paper bag. This dude. <laughs> I mean, it's he's just pathetic. <laughs> And he does more action shit than Charlize Theron, which is a huge problem for me in this. Theron lies the problem he's with just, this movie. He's just pathetic. He sucks. Well, he's here, just a he, pathetic sack of crap. Here, wow. <laughs> no, just, Matt, the way Matt said that reminded remind me of uh, this part in UHF where oh, yeah. Weird Al has a breakdown on, on TV. He's repeatedly, <laughs> laughed, repeatedly laughed, at. laughed at. Hope you enjoy it. <laughs> He's talking about that coyote. That's great. <laughs> well, here's some interesting information. Repeatedly mocked. Theron began a relationship with Irish actor Stuart Townsend after meeting him on the set of the 2002 film Trapped. Oh, well, there you go. There it is. And they split up in 2010, so this lasted eight years. Other fun trivia about this movie, my my favorite piece of trivia, is that it's based on a book by a guy named Greg Isles. He wrote the screenplay, too. Um, But the book is called 24 Hours. The movie was supposed to be called 24 Hours, but 24 was real popular at the time, so they changed oh. it to track so that people didn't get confused. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Because the gambit is, and we find out the gambit at the beginning during one of the... There's a lot of bad Makes stuff about no this sense. movie. But there's this extremely misbegotten opening scene where they kind of show Bacon uh, doing his deal his, his dirty, his dirty uh, on, kidnapping on someone deal. other than Throne before we get to the main yeah. plot. That part's and it's rough. Shot, and it's shot in this absolutely yeah. disgusting black like and white, black and white. solarized horror show. Very close-up shaky cam yeah. shit. It's like that That shit was, I was like, oh no, are we watching, this, am, I, am I watching another fucking Suicide Kings? Yeah. <laughs> I was, it was like, if this movie is like this for the rest of the movie, I can't watch this movie. We're going to have to pick something else. Yeah. But fortunately, it's just a very weird choice that they used for the prologue for some reason. Yeah. And it's Kevin Bacon with this, with this lady. He's taking this woman hostage, and she I guess he's gotten the ransom money he wanted, so he's like reuniting them with yes. her. Reuniting her with her and this is, stolen this would child. Be the well, that's the time that's, that they did it. Yeah, that's yeah. to set up what they do. Yeah. Yes. Although, they, they, kidnap, they kidnap the children of rich people and ransom them. Right. Although they have, there's something, they have, but they're a personal grudge. You see, that's what doesn't make guys. any sense to I me. I know. Well, they had to do it four <laughs> times to work up to the actual reason yeah, why they're doing it, this is, in the first place. Did, did, were they like, well, that we need to get this sense. right, so we're going to do yeah. a bunch of other kidnappings? Yeah, this, the one that we're that, that, that is personal, we want to really make sure we get that out of right. the park. So, like, let's practice it four times. And and then and then fail to do, like, basic research <laughs> that, that gums up the whole plan. And two of the three people involved in this scheme don't want to be a part of the scheme. <laughs> 
and and hate what they're doing. Unbelievable. That's yeah. weird. And again, this is still pretty far and, from the worst plan that we've seen in and, one of these movies. Uh, the, <laughs> and the, the, personal, the personal games. grudge that they have against the uh, Charlie Stern and her husband so turns stupid. out to be unfounded, yeah. which you could have figured out by just uh, making a phone call. <laughs> They built. They based this whole the, going off and becoming a kidnapper of children for a living is living is a, and when you weren't doing that before is a pretty extreme life change. And they based it on apparently one doctor going like, "Oh, it wasn't me that killed him. It was this other guy that killed your kid." Yeah. And he's like, "All right, well, I'm going to start kidnapping children, and eventually I'm going to work my way up to kidnapping <laughs> this guy's child." And when, when that, it's funny too because when that's revealed, like like when Courtney Love like reveals that that's what they're doing, Stuart Townsend is like. Well, that was a lie. There was an inquest. I was totally cleared. I mean, I he was, just... I was innocent as the day as long I was. <laughs> yeah, After they came they, in and shot me down. Yvne got the right he information there. He taps his heels together and shoots off on a rainbow. <laughs> yeah. It's just... Ugh. Anyway, so... Well, the, but really this stupid. movie... This, what's funny is that, like, this movie didn't even piss me off that much because no, it's, so no. ge- it's so generic. This oh, is, like, yeah. the ultimate in... This movie is the ultimate in, gen- in extremely generic thrills yeah. to me, where it was just, like... What's going to happen? A bunch of things, and then it will be over. Yeah. And then that's it. Like, well, we've so watched a bunch of movies sort of structured loosely like this yeah. lately. It, I mean, this is better than Firewall. Also, But also uh, also a lot of these, these but these uh, movies are very similar, and they mm-hmm. both take place in the Northwest and were shot in B.C. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> this one this takes is, place as pro- supposedly or near Portland. I think it's in Portland, yeah. But it clearly is shot in British Columbia. This is Doesn't <laughs> supposed to be Portland. It's, it's yeah. very specifically Northwest. They say they, Portland at some point. It. Yeah, because it's not none of it takes place in a city. I yeah. guess it's maybe outside near a city or I something. I think he's. They in, talk about they he goes to Seattle. Portland, or they're something. going. They they're going to Seattle to get money or something. They yeah. talk about a city uh, called Zilla, which is a real city, and that's where the, the, the where the uh, climax is. Like that's basically where they're heading to during the climax mm-hmm. of the movie. And they say it is a town in the eastern Cascades. It is a town in eastern Washington. I don't know. It's a weird. It's a weird little tidbit, but it, like they used a real city and then said it was in a different place. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just pick a city that's in that place. It's weird. <laughs> We're going to Boulder, Colorado. It's in Nevada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just pick the uh, pick a one that's in the. I don't know. They just like the sound of Zilla, I guess. I don't mm. know. Um, but yeah, so like after the after the black and white uh, thing where Kevin Bacon's like, see, and, and, he, and you know, you're gonna get your daughter back and blah blah blah. I do and like. By, I, by the way, we I, I totally fucked you too, so yeah. I'm a super sleaze bag, and this is my oh, whole right. deal. Yeah. And then it's like trapped, <laughs> and you're like, God. I do like uh, bad guy Bacon. Yeah, I'm, always, I'm always a fan of of Kevin Bacon playing a bad guy. Right. He relishes it. Uh, have you? I, I mean, there's a movie I really liked from recently, that uh, movie Cop Car from the Spider Man, oh, yeah. from the guy who's directed all the new Spider Man movies since. Yeah, he was fun. But I loved Cop Car. It's about these kids who basically steal a cop car that they find in the woods. They're like, let's drive it around, and yeah. then like, little do they know that it was Kevin Bacon who was like a who's, who's like, like a dirty cop, cop who's yeah. out who was had left his cop car there in the woods while he was burying a guy he yeah. just murdered, <laughs> and then you know the plot goes from there. It's very and it's it's very Coen'sy. I don't know. It's very fun. But Kevin Bacon is fucking great in it. He's like a coked up. <laughs> uh, terrible, like bad, bad guy cop in it. It's yeah. always fun so, to see him play. I just bad like guys. seeing him play a bad we, guy. We covered the River Wild, which is one of my yep. favorite bad guy bacon performances. Oh yeah, is that what he's great way in better in that. Sure, but he just. I oh, think that movie's really better. That movie's just across the board <laughs> better. Right? That is just in on. fact a better movie. Um, but, but he's like, I mean, he. I think he has fun with playing a bad guy. Yeah. I think he, he, he really. Yeah, when they're like Kevin Bacon, we got a role for you, and he's like, all right, he's like, it's a bad guy. Ooh, okay. He I, might have he, he might have chosen to do this movie just because of that. He wakes he's, up a little. I don't know if he's good. I wouldn't say he's good in it, but he is fun in it, and he seems to be having a good time. I think that him and Charlize are both 
doing they're doing all right. They're doing the thing that they're supposed to do. I don't think it's. I just feel like they're they, they feel like they're in different movies though, because Charlene's yeah. doing a, a real straightforward dramatic performance. Right. Kevin Bacon's being like a goofily like a goofy like mustache twirly. I, no, see, I was think, this the I same think year that she was in Monster? Was it two thousand two Monster or two thousand one Monster that she? I, I can't. I just was wondering. Anyway. I think that he's fine in this, but it's like it's not. Uh, the reason I don't like it as much as some of his other bad guy stuff is because. Like in the River Wild, he's calculating and shrewd, yeah, yeah, yeah. and in this, he's just like an asshole. He's like a sleaze bag, and he beats up his girlfriend, <laughs> yeah, and he's just yeah, kind of yeah. gross. And like, and it's not that Kevin Bacon's bad at doing that. It's just like you know, you'd prefer a charming bad guy rather than like this disgusting creep. Right. But then, and but I think that that makes the movie more interesting. But you know, that's also kind of part of the problem too. Is a thing that they do later on in the movie is that he is this like sleazy, rapey girlfriend beating like just utter scumbag and then it's like but he's got a tragedy in his past and that's why right. he's the way that it is and you're like, and you're like, kind of like was, you. was yeah. he like this before when their daughter was alive <laughs> right because like that's like that, bad too he, he took that death really bad it yeah. changed right. him into a loathsome human being who kidnaps yeah, kids yeah. now it's i think i think the strange. standout performance in this belongs to courtney love i think she's actually really good she's at fun and ptv <laughs> yeah oh, i always like me some ptv always good to see him <laughs> pruitt taylor vince in the the Bruett Taylor Vince role. Yeah. He's good though. I like him in that. <laughs> Dakota Fanning is actually pretty good. Yeah, Dakota as Fanning's the doing. I mean, thing. I like Dakota Fanning generally, but she's like one of those kid actors where you see her in movies like this, mm-hmm. and you go like, "This movie's not good," but this child actor is she's actually kind right. of doing a like. She's not just she. Her role is basically screaming child, but mm-hmm. like she's kind of you, you're like Dakota Fanning is a better actor than most child actors, right. and she's bringing some depth to this depthless role. <laughs> yeah, you know? she no in the book she's diabetic, but they changed it. To asthma, because uh, panic room. She's also died. The kids died. Oh, yeah. Panic wow. Room. <laughs> this movie had a lot of. Yeah. Although, although, like, it doesn't change the movie materially at all. What I it, watched. Uh, it wouldn't matter if she's diabetic or no, asthmatic. No, no, no. It doesn't or make any difference. Whatever. We just. It's just basically they could go. We need to get. Uh, generic medicine to the right. daughter because she has a health condition. I watched like a, you could just fill in the blank. She should be a hemophiliac. My name this. is Mr. Black. <laughs> I watched another movie called this new movie called Greenland the other day with Gerard Butler. This is the movie where the comet is going to destroy Earth. Yeah, the comet. The comet. By the way, Clark, comet's yeah. name is Clark, but and not it's without Clark, an E. No, it is with an E. No. It, it, what? No, I watched the trailer and it. Well, I, maybe, it was, I don't know. No, in I watched the, the trailer and it. In I, the movie, they don't even show it. There was a. There was a. I watched the trailer. Because I was like, well, this is a dumb movie. And then it's like, the, the comment's called Clark. And I'm like, I'm listening. And then it shows a shot of the TV. And it like has a, like a thing at the bottom that's like, the comment Clark is going. And it's like, it's spelled like my name. It's spelled with an E. You don't see that. But they've, they've, got a, they've got a kid who's diabetic in that movie, too. So I watched a bunch of these recently. And it's like, it's such a movie trope. Yeah. It's such a movie trope where it's like, whenever there's a couple that has to get somewhere, one of them's got diabetes. Well, not to bring up Lost again, but there was yeah. an episode in season one of Lost where Shannon is, needs uh, asthma yeah. Medication. medication. <laughs> it's yep. a whole episode. In this one, in this one, <laughs> never spoken of again. Nope. By the way, <laughs> this a more interesting ripple would be Dakota Fanning just got her uh, inoculations, so she's becoming autistic. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it. It's like, oh, oh man, no, no it's happening. Well, but then Janie McCarthy would have to play the uh, Courtney oh, Love boy. role. Well, <laughs> she plays the sexy nurse. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Carrey would play the Kevin Bacon part. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, Courtney, Courtney, Love, Courtney Love is is a lot of fun in this because she, at a certain point, 
is like kind of introduced as some sexy lady and you're sort of like what does she have to do with any of this and then she's like ah oh, bam i'm also in on the thing yeah. and is and like seconds after well, not, she's not like se- not like a while it's like immediate, no like immediately she's almost immediately it's, like it's very Hi, i'm it's in on very this. obvious yeah. Yeah. It's like hey do you want to have sex he's like no nah, i don't want to i have a i'm married to Charlize theron i am yeah and oh, she's okay, like well how about i have a gun now and, and i'm a part of the whole deal and then it's like and, and there's this, there's this one scene where it's established that like here's what the deal is we kidnapped your daughter we want your money blah 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 and then cut away to some other action cut back to him cook Courtney Love is fucking hammered. Yeah. And just drank like a whole bottle of champagne and has so a bunch of coke in and the stuff. tub later. Yeah. She's taking a bath and a drinking a bottle of wine. She, she like she's gets she, he like gets the best of her at some point. Yeah. And he's like, she's like, whatever, I don't even want to do this play. And she's just lounging around in the hotel bathrobe. It's like, look, you still have to do it because we've got your daughter kidnapped, but I'm gonna hang out. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like it. You don't like it. She was she's my favorite. She was the only like that, I, I didn't see that coming. It's the only she's yeah. the only has a huge bag of coke. She's the only person in the movie only character in the movie who like feels like uh, alive maybe yeah. where you're kind of like I want to see him I kind of want to see what this character's like outside of this plot yeah yeah like the rest of them you're like these peak characters exist because of they're the just, plot of the movie pawns for the plot <laughs> you're yeah. like what is her deal <laughs> like seriously when it at one point they it had cut, a kid wait what I want to see that movie it, it cuts it cuts from the whole ordeal of like them meeting up to get the asthma medicine with Dakota Fanning it just cuts to like where Courtney Love's in the tub, yeah. like taking a bubble bath, and Covered there's a glass suds. of wine. Yeah. And I'm just like, wait a second, wait a second. Did I miss? What did I miss? You know, if I get into the hot water, it gets you more fucked up. <laughs> That's what it's all about. So let's, funny. let's keep this party going. Uh, but yeah, so like, so they, they you get into it pretty quick. There's establishing stuff where they live on a you know lavish. Um, on the water estate with docks and Stuart Townsend owns a goddamn fucking plane, plane. Um, and uh, he's tilting the wings, he's waggling the wings for Dakota Fanning, and you're like, oh, so they're the opposite. Yeah, she, wa- the- she wants Daddy to waggle the wings as he flies off to his new to his conference, where he's going to discuss, and it's important. <laughs> he's going to discuss how he has discovered this this uh, this this treatment that will replace succinylcholine. Which, if you don't know what it is. It's they call it sucks. Whenever when you watch ER, it's like give them this much sucks. Mm. It's a it's a paralytic, oh. and it, and you can you can overdose on it very easily. In fact, right. it's been used in many real homicides because it's hard to detect, and uh and basically just puts you right puts you right down in, okay. in enough quantities because it stops your heart from Shh. like it paralyzes you that that much. You know. Shit. And what's his use for it going to be? Well, it's used generally like as a in, a, in anesthesia, but oh. he's going to do. He's found something that's better. Yeah, that's it's what it's called. It Reatterase or something. Yeah, it's like fake. That. It's a made-up thing. Some fake thing. Wait, why? But it's, that's it's why a, he's. But that's why he's got succinylcholine on him. Yeah, uh, which, which not, later, not, which he later uses on Courtney. Right, I was gonna say like, cool scene. Right. Yeah. He does it's have, not the sort of thing that a doctor, like a regular doctor, would have in their bag. Like, and I'm also gonna need this stuff that will paralyze. It's you, like highly you regulated. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like the hospitals have to like keep really meticulous track of where it is. Oh, for sure, and stuff. So. Um, yeah, it's the famous movie drug that makes you paralyzed, but you can feel everything. Yeah. It comes up a lot in like movies like this. Well, what lies beneath? Uh, recently on the yeah. show, that's the one, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and and others, and uh, and yeah. So like th- this is the opposite of the family and of Bruce Willis's family in Hostage, where they're the, they're an idyllically happy family, and Charlize and Stuart Townsend are still into each other, but they got a kid who loves them, and they love their kid, and they're both very good parents. Disgusting. And then uh, and then Stuart Townsend goes <laughs> off goes off because he's a doctor. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Um, it's, it's like one of those. He went things. to Hollywood Upstairs Medical <laughs> yeah. College. It's just one of those. The way he looks and acts, and when they're like, "Hello, doctor," you're like, "Okay, he's a doctor. Got it. Sure." 
and uh and then, so it's Charlize and and uh, Dakota alone in their house and just like pretty quickly Kevin Bacon and uh Pruitt Taylor Vince go bumbling into the house and, pr- and while there's just, while, while the while Dakota Fanning was supposed to be watching the Simpsons yeah what episode is Dakota it? Fanning's uh, watching the Simpsons. What, you took a clip, a shot of it. I it's can't remember now. The it's, one um, where Homer gets a crayon stuck. The crayon, yeah, they're talking yeah, about taking the crayon it's, it's out. It's the crayon in the brain. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Like, I'm gonna have to. Yeah. I'll be posting the footage of Shirley's Theron interacting with a TV that has the Simpsons on it because <laughs> it's our worlds colliding. <laughs> uh, and and it's actually the the scene where Be- Kevin Bacon reveals himself. She's like ter- she's like going over to turn off the TV that has the Simpsons cranked up, and Kevin Bacon has the remote and turns the TV off for her. Yeah. And she goes turning off the Simpsons. Ah! <laughs> it's Kevin right. Bacon. So it's pretty cool, um, but like, bef- but like, right when Stuart Townsend, or sorry, when uh, Kevin Bacon and Pruitt PTV are coming up to the house, it's like one of those things where immediate you're like, oh man, you guys are shouldn't be doing this. You're terrible. Yeah. Because but Taylor Vince is like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> do I have to do this? And you're like, get another. Hmm. Get, get another, another henchman get a, at least. Get why, a guy why is wants he the henchman? Is he like his brother or something? He's his cousin. Okay, that's right. And uh, and he's married to uh, Courtney Love, and we find out later on that Kevin Bacon's married to Courtney Kevin Bacon. Love. Sorry, is married to Courtney Love, and I guess Pruitt Taylor Vince hung out with them while they were married, mm-hmm. and they had a daughter named Katie, and Katie died in a operation, and then and they the, became kidnappers. And so yeah, they're 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 here to to extort, they, <laughs> and their their plan is to is to like ruin their lives too. They're like going to kill the kid, but we don't know that. We just think no, no, it, that's not what's going to happen no, because eventually it turns out Kevin Bacon is like, I have another plan, and we're going to keep the kid that and is, raise that's their kid. Hysteric. That's the, the the little parts where it's kind of go like gets really insane. She'll be like into that. that. That's the kid true. will be fine with it. <laughs> no, we're just we're just this this is our daughter now. She'll that's forget, how it works. She'll forget about her original parents. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kids have really short memories. Get her some new glasses. <laughs> It's like a seven-year-old. It's not a baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a dog. <laughs> it's not a dog. <laughs> Same difference. Uh, but yeah, Bacon just like basically walks into her house and is like, hey, here's the deal. We kidnapped your daughter. We want $250,000. I think you got to admit it's not that much. <laughs> it's not nothing, but it's also not that much. Just give us the money and, and don't fight us the entire way. Oh, you're going to fight us the whole way, and both they, of well, you? They, they also mm. have this system where it's like they check in on the phone with each other every half every hour, half hour or, so, or they kill the kid. Or they kill the kid. And it's like immediately they start deviating from that system, even though they constantly talk about how it's a perfect system and they can't they can't do any deviations from it. Well, they've done it successfully four times four before this, times. presumably. Kevin Bacon is constantly referring to himself as a genius too like man i really figured it out you <laughs> kidnap a kid yeah. for two hundred fifty thousand dollars it's 24 hours and the parents give you money i'm a fucking brilliant why isn't everybody doing this all the time yeah. you know i don't think that kevin bacon is great in this but just you pointing that out that like it's like the only the it's the kind of role that only works if you get an actor like kevin sure. bacon in the part right where you're like where you're like look this part sucks this is a, if any if we just get a guy to play this, it's good, nobody's gonna buy it. But you get Kevin Bacon to do it, he'll sell it. Yeah, he'll sell it, and he'll be like, "I'm like this guy." Kevin Bacon's probably while he's saying his lines, thinking like, "Man, this is such bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> but at least I'm playing a bad guy. At least I'm playing a bad guy. <laughs> I'm Kevin Bacon's fun. sitting there going like, "I've got it figured out." You show up. I'd say these lines, they pay me $250,000. I don't even care. <laughs> just make you Yeah, this is a line that he says, it's not just any cap. It's not just any kidnapping. <laughs> it's a perfect kidnapping. <laughs> uh, well, it really isn't. It really is not. It's very you'd far think, from You'd it. think if they had pr- planned this out, they would know the kid has asthma. Yeah, that, well, yeah. that comes up even with them. They're they're both very disappointed in Kevin Bacon's uh, retconning ability. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he did no research. I think both Courtney Love and Pruitt Taylor Vince are like, "Hey, what the fuck, man? You didn't know and about the asthma? God before, damn it!" B- before you find out that it's actually like a revenge plot against these specific people, yeah. you're like, "Well, okay, 
you missed that. You didn't do the research. Sure. Then when you find out, like, no, this was the plan. Oh, All this along. was their ultimate plan was to kidnap. You're like, do fucking a little bit of research right. on this one. Like, what the fuck? These are the. This is the one that it's been leading up to too. This, you should be researching them constantly, right? Because like, you're obsessed. You're with supposed them. to have a map on your wall right. with the string and going to different <laughs> pictures of things, and yeah. one of them is a bottle of fucking asthma medication that says she, the daughter, is asthmatic. Right. Yeah. You there should have been a scene later on in this movie where, like, they were that's revealed to the characters that, like, this is their plot was they were going to kidnap your daughter all along, and they're like. That's not us. He's not that doctor. Totally different couple. Uh, oh, <laughs> we, don't, we don't even have a kid. Yeah. Oh, god damn it. I'm terrible. Oh, shit. Yeah, they're all terrible. Uh, it's, it's... I'm going to send you my toe. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to send, I want you to, what's it, what's it from Mr. Show? The, uh... I'll give you, okay. give me $20, $20 for my toe. For my toe. <laughs> <laughs> he wants his toe back. There are days and there are days. <laughs> everybody, everybody watch that sketch. It's great. You think that's crazy? I'm about to give this baby away for twenty dollars. Uh, anyways, great skit. Uh, better than certainly better than this movie. Uh, but yeah, like every ele- element of this plan is fucking terrible. It's truly incredible that they've pulled this off four times before, and maybe to the discredit of the people that they pulled it off against. Like, I mean, how easy did you make it for these jokers to be and able to pull something? And he's off? raping the women. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's so it's, that is a detail. If you're gonna add that detail in there, don't you can't have the detail where he's heartbroken over like his dead daughter later. Right. On. It, that does not work. It's, it's yeah. Bad writing. I mean, and you know, he beats he I beats mean, Courtney Love, and he's 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 assaulting these women. I guess he's intending to do that with Charlize Theron, but she gets the drop on him. But he we already yeah. know that he did it with the with the previous one. Yeah, yeah, presumably yeah. Presumably all the rest of them. I would say that right. you can have that you can have it be both, but you have to make a it has to be a better movie than yeah, this. Yeah, sure. that's a big play. Like you can't. Yeah. You can't be like, and then he, but he's also an abusive, rapey creep, but also like sad about the thing. You're like, well, you should have written a better movie then. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, you gonna, can't, don't throw that. If you're going to swing at that, that into, pitch. Don't throw that into this kind of shit. Yeah, and yeah. that is, and that is sleazy <laughs> as all hell, but the movie has like no conviction to it no. at all. Like Dead Calm has a similar thing going on right. and they just show it and it's real fucked up and grim. But in this one. Dead Calm's like, all about that. Though. Oh yeah. And th- in this movie, it's like, it's like a, it's like color mm-hmm. or something where yeah. it's like, you know, it's like, oh, but also he's like this. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. And there's right. a, like a, there's like a would be disturbing sex scene where she's like in her underwear, but like all the all of the like Im- like sexual activity or whatever between people in this is always s- kissing tummies. It's always yeah. it's always tummy well, it's kissing. Almost, I mean, there's a shot where it's he's like, kissing her there's tummy. There's a shot where it's like maybe she was sucking his dick there for a second before she pulled the uh, the right the, the scalpel. scalpel on him. But the camera pans down and she's kissing his tummy buns and he's going like, oh. Oh, yeah. and the camera pans down, and she's like literally kissing like his belly button. Yeah. You're like, this guy's very sexual. <laughs> yeah, this guy is very sensitive. <laughs> oh Jesus! I'm, oh, I'm gonna blow kissing, <laughs> kissing my belly button lightly. She slices his leg real bad, or something, right? Well, she first she holds his leg. Yeah. She, ha- she hides a scalpel in her butt crack. This is true. Yeah. And then uh, and then pulls the scalpel because they have her scalpels around because he's, he's a doctor. A doctor. Yeah, because he's a doctor. And then she like holds the scalpel up to his cack. And she's like, I'm going to cut your dick off. Oh, I'm going to castrate you something, yeah. something. Uh, we got to get, we, we get that line. It's actually a pretty good really line. Good. Uh, oh, my God. She's going to cut his dick and balls off. I will off castrate you with no more thought than slicing a chicken's neck. Yeah. And you're like, you don't put any thought into <laughs> slicing a chicken's neck? Nice. Also, also, also a thing I've never done. I would put a little thought into that. And also, like... Well, this lady's just out there slicing chickens' necks. Now I want to see that movie. Right. That's a much more interesting movie than this. 
I want to see the lady, the movie about this lady on a farm. You like, oh, Shirley's there on. She's right. Oh my God, look at her slicing up those chickens with no she, thought. She didn't think about that at all. She just put no thought just, into it. Just fucking sliced it without thinking. Oh my chickens, my poor chickens. My, oh my chickens, They're dead. You killed them all. They weren't supposed to be killed yet. You killed them all. You, why didn't you think about it? <laughs> you put no thought into it whatsoever. Spare, spare one thought. <laughs> Not one thought for my, my chickens. My precious chickens. <laughs> what about the scene where the neighbor shows up? I, man, that annoyed Tackleberry's me so much. Tackleberry's wife? Tackleberry's wife, yeah. A nosy neighbor like shows what up a and nosy won't, bitch. won't fucking leave. And she basically make, has to make it look like she's been interrupted, like cheating on her husband. You yes. Know? And that doesn't go anywhere, right? This, this no. lady's all... Because that, like, that like, just is like, oh, that is like one of those scenes where in in these movies where you're like, oh, well, and then maybe later the, the neighbor comes back and she finds out he's really no. a bad guy and he has to kill the neighbor and that escalates things. Cause that's, right. you know, that or would... at the very least right here, like Charlize Theron is trying to give her the, give her signals and then Kevin Bacon sees it and kills the neighbor and, you know, it's let's totally, do something. You totally do something useless. She, it's, like a, it's like a three to four minute scene yeah, it goes on that forever. Could, you could just take out of the movie and, and this it woman, wouldn't matter This woman is also just insanely nosy, just like keeps asking these like questions. So you're cheating on your husband? And, and she's it's, it's all like, over the... He's kind of out. He seems... Yeah, he seems like a bad guy. I kind of like that. Yeah, she's like, all over the map because leave. she's going like, oh, that's not your husband. Oh, it's not your husband's friends. Oh, it's your friend. Oh, you're cheating on him together. And she's like, yeah, we're <laughs> cheating on him. And she's like, are you okay? I'm worried about you. And you're like, okay. So she doesn't like this. And then before she leaves, she's like, maybe it's pretty cool. Maybe I'm the horny lady. And you're like, pick a lane. And then she disappears from the <laughs> film. And then she's gone. And then there's that scene where Kevin Bacon's like, she's still looking at us through the window. You got to make it realistic so make out with me. And then she wasn't, I guess, the whole time. I don't <sighs> Kevin Bacon is like a like an evil man, but he's also like a twelve year old boy, and yeah. the whole time, dude, I better get my kiss. <laughs> I like the part. Kiss uh, the girl. Eee. I like the part later on where uh, where they're you know like this shit's really escalating, and they're all meeting at the rendezvous, and they have to escape, like, switch cars. And Kevin Bacon's like, I'm a genius. We're gonna go to the parking garage. Like nobody ever thought of this shit before, <laughs> and uh, and he like. Walks up to this woman and he's like, "Hey, excuse me." Just decks her, tosses her in the trunk of yeah. her own car, and they take the car. And he's like, "I am a genius." He's, yeah. he's very impressed with himself. I, I, did, so like, funny. I did like that part a Especially lot. Especially because that woman, like, then there's a big car chase and like a plane crashes into the traffic. Like all of the this shit goes down. Over, the car maybe? gets flipped over. Yeah, and like, but the woman's been in the trunk for like the whole third act of the movie. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> she's a, she's she, okay at the end. No, they, like they, they they get her out of the trunk and she just runs away. Yeah. She's like, like ah. all right. Well, I guess she's. I mean. She's going to be traumatized, but she's alive. <laughs> it's the important thing is she's alive. It was just really funny. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> she she, she, she pops out of the trunk like a Muppet, just like flailing her arms around. It's so funny. <laughs> that whole that whole end scene is... Uh, it's not, it was it's all right. Not, it's not good, but it's nuts. Yeah. I, I'll give it that. Yeah, the, the plane shit is so fucking dumb. <laughs> When he's in the plane and they have to keep shutting it off to yeah. trick him to to trick him into <laughs> not is, knowing they're in an airplane. This is a thing that really happens. I love that because they're like, it's so stupid because it's like, okay, so we're supposed to be in the hotel room right now. We're mm-hmm. not not supposed to be in this airplane. So he calls and then they shut the engine off and the plane immediately just drops right out of the sky, which it probably wouldn't do. You could, I, I, I really, probably I glide think you could glide for a little while, but he like he like deliberately knows that. Yeah, he's like yeah. pushing it down. It'll be more exciting this way. And then and so that that happens. And then he calls a second time. And he's like, wait, I called the wrong phone. Why are you answering the phone? And they don't answer. They, they don't, like, answer that question. And he doesn't seem to care anymore. He's just like, well, whatever. Anyway, it's fine. 
there's the second time it happens the, the first time and you're like that was fucking crazy because yeah. <laughs> like he pulls up just in in this just like, the nick of time thank god bacon is like okay goodbye and he hangs up and, and then they're like okay we can turn the plane back on but the second time it happens they're at the same level and then they have a really long conversation nose diving the whole time then they do some of that classic like temple of doom editing yeah, yeah. where you just see the same shot of it like over yeah. and over it keeps on going back to the same spot that it was and then they and then the the phone conversation goes on for like twenty minutes or something like that. <laughs> it's very it's long talk. Stupid. Yeah. It's it, <laughs> separately. We this were, is, we this were is talking about separately that, some of the stuff. I'm like, this movie sounds kind of fun, but it's like, and it's not that the movie isn't. The movie is totally it's kind fine. of. It's almost fine. It's yeah. not. I don't think it's good. Uh, but like, it's it's totally. It's like just absolutely across the board generic. But we're talking about that. It's like, oh, man, there's a plane ride in this. That sounds exciting, and it's not at all. Well, yeah. this stuff in the last like 20 minutes is actually pretty fun because it just becomes like a bunch of crazy mayhem. But a lot of this, well, movie, he has to wear a wire at some point. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of this movie is just Kevin Bacon and Charlize Theron and Kevin Bacon going like, "Where well, I'm gonna rape you," and it's just it's just pure like skeezy right. rapey stuff, and it's just not fun and it's unpleasant. That's like a big chunk of this movie. And that's what I don't like. So once that dynamic is finally broken, and Charlie's like slashes Kevin Bacon's <laughs> fucking thigh open, and is basically like Kevin Bacon's like losing blood and yeah. like, and like shivering for the rest and of the movie. And she has to stitch him up. She's yeah. like stitching him up, and he's just like got a blanket, and he looks pale and stuff. It's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. It, and then they all like, it was just like a fucking chicken neck. To her, <laughs> didn't you know. Think about it at all. <laughs> and then they get he gets killed at the end. How does he die? He gets uh, shot. The, the whole, that's right. He gets shot. Ending, she shoots him. Is a complete clusterfuck. Uh, the, the yeah, it's like the 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 dad guy character has to be the hero and stuff. I yeah. don't know. They he's don't... like he's like flying he's like flying the plane over the highway where they are following Pruitt Taylor Vince's truck. Yep, right. And Kevin uh, Bacon sees this and he's like several car like cars behind mm-hmm. him. He's like, God damn it! It's that it's the fucking dock. Yeah, it's the fucking dock. And then and then like so Stewart and you're kind of like, okay, he's in a plane. They're in cars. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know exactly <laughs> what you're going to do here, and he doesn't either. He just basically lands the plane on the road, which yeah. causes an immediate devastating huge like, final accident. destination two traffic final destination two. Style. Oh my god, that's what happened. Yeah. The logging <laughs> that's truck. That's what happened. It was the movie trapped, and then the yeah. <laughs> there's like a logging truck, and everything yeah. is smashing. The the, the fucking airplane Shit's blows on fire. Up. Yeah. Shit's on fire. God knows how many people die in this conflagration. Lady they, in the trunk's fine. But but how does and then <laughs> Lady in the trunk is fine. Fruit Taylor Vince. His car goes his off car, the road. He wrecks the truck. But and then, Dakota Fanning has, is buckled up, so she's fine. And, he and, he's, tells, like, and he's like, go, get out, get out of here. Run. Run. <laughs> I like and that. Then, and just the rest <laughs> of this is just people running. It, it, it actually, this I think right. they saved all their money for this because it's a bunch of, it's pretty big. There's two lines there's of a, highway there's and a, a really bunch cool, of extras like, and There's a really stuff. cool stunt and crash sequence that they do, but it's totally shredded in the edit. Like yes. you can't, they, they must have spent a ton of money on this stunt that you barely see. Yeah, yeah. it's very poorly edited, but but you're seeing all these, it, it's like one of those, like, man, I would love to see this stuff. Yeah. Because there's a there's an actual log truck doing a cool stunt and there's big explosions and you're like, just God, God damn it. Yeah. Uh, but it's still it's still better than what's the rest of the movie's been happening in the yeah, rest of the movie. And now everyone just like people are, are have are there's like innocent bystanders running around because there's been explosions and shit. <laughs> and then they're running around. And then it it I couldn't get the sequence of it right. They keep on like get like Pruitt Taylor Vince grabs up Dakota Fanning and runs with her to get because she's having a asthma crisis again. It's like I gotta get her medicine. And Bacon's like, where are you going? And then like Charlize Theron's like hitting Bacon with the tire iron. And then. And then she's then he's fighting. Stuart Townsend's fighting with Kevin Bacon, and it's just like madness. And then she shoots him. And then she shoots Kevin Bacon when he's. I had about to. Re- to have I actually had to rewind hand. it because I was 
I was like kind of checked out, and I I think I was watching it, but I just was like you know zoned out. you know zoned out, and I actually had to rewind it to see who who uh, shot him. And then as we were talking about it just now, I'm like I have no I she shoots him. I don't him. remember. I it's don't a, remember. It's a fucking mess. <clears throat> And then, and then, like and it's just kind of like, upset, and then the cops. There's cops there, <laughs> and they're and she, her and Prue Taylor Vince are getting arrested. I like that too because she's just like screaming. She's miserable now <laughs> yeah. that Kevin Bacon's dead. She's like, "No, that's my husband." And yeah. It's like, what? Who she cares? Basically, turned against him. Yeah, I mean, like, it's mostly end. this is most of this is your fault. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> this is part of why it's a mess because yeah. at the end, like, well, it's Stuart Townsend's in the plane. He, he's basically him and Courtney Love are doing a team up. Yeah, right. and she's like, "I don't. I, I now know that you are right. not the guy who killed my daughter, and I need to stop Kevin Bacon from doing this." And she's like a fully on his uh, side, but then she just kind of switches gets back. back, and back and she's like, no, no, uh, yeah, actually, I'm on your team now. Let's take the girl. Let's, let's, yeah, let's have that girl as be our kid now. It's ridiculous. That's the part when Kevin Bacon's like, here's my surprise that I had for you, baby. <laughs> it's a new kid. We'll just replace the previous kid with this new kid. It's, uh, everything's going to be it's great. It's a Turner and Who trending. It's, and, and even <laughs> she, is, who's probably still feeling a little bit of that giant bag of Coke she was doing earlier <laughs> on, is like, uh, no, no, that's pretty nuts. Uh, and then everyone gets mowed down. And it, it, it is it is a very like funny like kind of cut because after Bacon gets shot, you see a shot of Courtney Love being like, "Oh man," and Pruitt Taylor Vince being like, "Well, I'm also here," and ooh, this ended <laughs> poorly. <laughs> this plan didn't go very well. And then it just sort of cuts, and then the SWAT team or like the cops are just there now. Yeah. And neither Pruitt Taylor Vince nor Courtney Love tried to get away. Apparently, they just stayed put. And and there's like <laughs> a couple cops like trying to restrain Courtney Love, who's like, ah, ah, "That's my daughter in there. That's my daughter in there." She's yeah. gnashing around. I don't know, and that's how it ends. Yeah, it just ends. I, I mean, we were talking about the ending and how it's like big, and there are probably some cool stunts there. But it was just I was so glazed over yeah. at that point. I was just like, like, like it is. It is a big car accident on the freeway, and it seems like neat maybe, but it's not. It's just like so. It's it's as generic as the rest of the movie. It's as just like, and then they're on a highway, and then the plane lands. I don't. It just feels like, and then this happens, and then the movie is over, and you cannot watch it anymore. Good job. Yeah, I think the movie's you pretty have successfully. Would you like to watch this again? You have selected no. no. Yeah, I think the movie's pretty pretty poorly directed. I mean, the, the script isn't doing it any favors either. But like, no. there's a lot of sort of like over direction, and then and then this it's a problem when you can have all these cool things happening at the end scene and, and not make it coherent. You know, like a pl- an airplane just crashed into a skidding logging truck. This should be cool looking. I should I should be able to know what's going on and stuff. It's absolutely just one of those movies that is made. <laughs> yeah, that you go that you go like that like it, it like you'd you know here's a completed movie. Oh well, I guess I can watch that. It's a <laughs> right. movie you can really sit down and watch. Yeah, it's like a ta- was this movie a tax scheme of some kind or something <laughs> like that? We'll make a movie, people forget about it. It's imperative that nobody remembers that this movie exists two years afterwards, and right. we'll lose our for- we'll lose a fortune on it somehow. I don't know. I, cu- I couldn't explain it. I mean, are we? We're. Do- I mean, we're doing a podcast on generic thrillers, sure, in general, and this is like kind of like one of those. This is a prime example of that thing where it's just like. Here is a thriller. What does it do? It provides thrills. It is. It has <laughs> occasionally. Thri- it In has theory. a thrill. It has thrilling scenes of things happening. What's right. the plot? It doesn't matter. No. Okay. You're right. Do you're the right. characters even know? Mm-hmm. Do, do people? Do the people making the movie care? Not really. <laughs> Did everybody get paid? Yeah, probably. I hope so. 
Well, then what are we talking about? Why are we even talking about it Does still? it have two of Travis's favorite cartoons in it? Yeah, yes, it does. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what's the other it's got car- the Simpsons, oh. but there's a part when Dakota Fanning and Pruitt Taylor Vince are watching The Secret of Nim. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> like, are they watching, they're not watching SpongeBob at some point, are they? Possibly. I don't know. I, I wouldn't stand up and point like Leonardo DiCaprio if it was SpongeBob. <laughs> but when it's Secret of Nim, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, I did, I did dig the Secret of Nim reference, Quit too. Quit reminded me of animated things that I like more than this movie. I wonder if he's like sitting down with a secret him going like, you may not have heard of this one. This is a pretty good animated movie from like kind of when I was a kid. And the original book is called Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim. of Nim. But they changed your name to Brisbee in the movie. Copyright. Because, copyright. And, uh, but uh, anyway, this is a pretty solid one. You may, you're pretty young, so you might not have seen this one. <laughs> I just want to see that scene. <laughs> Per Taylor Vince is like schooling her on on 80s animated movies. He's just talking She's to like, him. I don't really like this movie. You do not disgrace Don Bluth like that. <laughs> Don- Look, I'm not showing you fucking rock-a-doodle, bitch. <laughs> this is Don Bluth. This is quality. <laughs> Don Bluth worked his fingers to the bone to bring you secret of the Nim. <laughs> and Anastasia, come on. <laughs> you take that back. <laughs> I even like those video games. <laughs> They were on laser discs. You don't like this? You don't like this? Well, I'm showing you fucking Rover Dangerfield next then. (laughs) You suck at that. (laughs) Ungrateful kidnapped kid. I'm not going to be your uncle after this. This is a better movie. Oh, that's one of the more, that's one of the funnier parts is because you really can't get a beat on Pruitt Taylor Fence's character whatsoever because he seems like this this teddy bear who's like I don't even want to do this. So <laughs> there's like, that scene where don't he's like, do it then. We'll make popcorn while we watch the movie. You like popcorn? Let's yeah. do that. That'll be fun. And he's like, I love this. And he's like, they he, like they they put the kid with him because he likes kids and stuff. But then when it when it comes down to it, Kevin Megan's like, it's time for you to kill the kid. He's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, all right, Dakota he's Fanning. He's, he's I like, want you to close your eyes and think of a happy place and he's like it's like a yeah, silent movie yeah. or something because he's putting he's doing like strangulation hands like around her and then finally they get to call he's <laughs> like no, don't you cut it to cut it pretty close there dude <laughs> I was about to murder <laughs> this child I was gonna do it <laughs> I paused secret of Nim <laughs> He even like he makes like a carving for her at one point. He's like, "I made this for you," and it's like a carving of the two of them. And he's so like a weird. teddy bear or something. It's fucking strange. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Any more quotes? Oh, there's a lot of sleazy shit in this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a there's a part in it. Where because like one of the signs that he's maybe a little bit specifically obsessed with her and her husband, where he where she they're like doing this creepy negotiate negotiation thing about the sex that they're going. Oh, is this when he's talking like, about the T-shirt? She's like, "What do you want me to do?" And and he goes like, "Why don't you tell me what you and Will, her husband, yeah. do, and we'll do the opposite?" And she goes, "We have sex, <laughs> so they don't." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's, that's a fucking stupid line. He refers to uh, like sexy, sexy stuff as playing house. That's the kind of screenplay that we got. <laughs> Great. Oh, and there's the this is the part when it's when this is revealed. I actually like went oh, and this happened because uh, Stuart Townsend tortures Courtney Love with this like par- paralysis yeah. thing, and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna para- paralyze you and bring you to the to the to the point of death, and I'll bring you back, and I'll do this until you give me the information that I'm looking for." And uh, and he finally like brings her like you it know, doesn't take long. He's like monitoring her heart rate and stuff like that, and he finally brings her back uh, from death, and she goes, uh, "Is that what my baby felt?" Yeah. When you killed her, yeah, and I yeah. went, "Oh shit!" She's we the best part twist. of the movie. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> uh, that's the that's the only like almost all of the stuff with Shirley's Theron and Kevin Bacon like you know creepily negotiating shit is unpleasant and not fun. Yeah. I was just but there's I, there is some fun yeah. stuff in it. I was barely even able to pay attention to it. It is creepy. Like once it gets into the like the real the like part where he's naked and she's gonna like yeah. presumably blow him or whatever. Yeah. 
but like all, a lot so much of that other stuff it was just i was just like i wasn't even creeped out by it really i was just like hard it was just hard for me to even pay attention to yeah i was like i wish that there was a tv on in the background of every scene in this movie playing a simpsons episode so i would pay attention to the movie right like if they had played if it was like the simpsons marathon is on in the background of this whole movie at that house i would have been paying attention to the movie more but <laughs> as it was it was only the one scene <laughs> I was like, ooh, The Simpsons is on in this movie. <laughs> it's a shitty episode. Um, it's kind of funny. I just wanted to put this one last this last thing in here because this is the, uh, Kevin Bacon being an incel. Um, but this is early on uh, when he's going like, you know, I can help your daughter, by, by which I mean not have her get killed and stuff like that. And he goes, you would be grateful if I helped your little girl, right? How would you show me? And she's yeah. kind of like, well, I guess I'll do this or that. And then he goes, uh, how does every woman know that? How to, how be, to a be a hooker. Whore. And yeah, then he hooker, goes, uh, yeah. get the payment up front. He does like an actual like lady oh, voice. Yeah. And he goes, is that what they're teaching you when you're in home ec and we're in shop? Yeah. It's very weird. <laughs> it's kind of pretty lame. Pretty lame stuff. Uh, I'm just saying, I like I, it's Kevin Bacon, and so it, like it's like wor- it works a little bit because you go like, yeah, yeah, okay, because sure. because Kevin Bacon is like is like going like I, I can I can do this I can se- he can sell it in his sleep yeah. and and so it's not like a good role <laughs> no but uh, you know he's like he, he's like doing it it's, it could be anybody if it was Stuart Townsend doing that part it would be like oh my god Stuart gosh. Townsend pathetic. <laughs> pathetic just useless a little fucking twerp a little a little worm on a big fucking hook Stuart Townsend. <laughs> <laughs> Harsh words for Stuart Townsend, <laughs> and I don't feel bad for him. He had Charlie's Throne for eight goddamn yeah, years. You can like suck you, one. you lived, you got, you really have. <laughs> have either of you seen Battle in Seattle? I have not. Oh no, I have not. No, seen no. interest. Doesn't Ray Liotta play our mayor? Oh boy, at the time who? Was, Karen, Karen, stop with the stop. WTO riots, the, Karen. The, the governor Protect or the, the property, mayor? Karen. I don't know. Some who had sex with my wife. <laughs> Whoever the mayor would have been, uh, Dino Rossi, I don't fucking know. No. Dino Bravo. Dino Bravo. I don't know. Christine Grigoire. Uh, I can't remember. Mike uh. McGinn, no. Who it's... cares? Nobody cares. I'm yeah. just saying. Fuck, fuck I'm just saying. I didn't, know that, I didn't know that that guy had directed Battle in Seattle, yeah. a movie that takes he was place in supposed... Seattle but was shot in Vancouver. I'll tell, I'll tell you a thing about Stuart Townsend. And Here we go. He was supposed to be Aragorn. Oh, that's wow. can you oh, fucking wow. imagine? No wonder he got fucking fired from yeah. that shit. That he might got, be the ultimate they marrying traded, up. They traded up to Vigo. I know. What, how did? How was? How was that a thing? I can't imagine marrying up harder, like higher I than mean, that. Like, seriously, that's, fucking that's amazing. That is amazing because, like, did Peter Jackson like cry when he found out I mean, that he was going to get like, Vigo fuck. instead of that? I mean, guy? can you imagine he cast Stuart Townsend to be that character, and then they they shot footage, like they had him on set. Yeah. I mean, that's like the quintessential. I've made a huge mistake. Yes. Right. <laughs> Well, Vigo Mortensen's available. Get him. Get him right now. I don't care. Seriously. I'll cut off my fucking hand. We really should have looked into whether or not this guy can act or has any charisma <laughs> whatsoever because we're really in it for the long haul with him. Jesus yeah. Christ. God almighty. I can't. It's the ultimate bullet dodge. Can you imagine can you imagine Stuart Townsend in that scene no. in Two Towers no. where he comes through the doors of Rohan looking like he's just like killed a thousand men and satisfied a thousand women and it's Stuart, <laughs> Stuart Townsend? Townsend? That'd be like if it was Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I mean that that would be better, but still. <laughs> I love how on your shit list Stuart Townsend is. I mean, great. I didn't even know who the fuck this guy was until I watched this movie. <laughs> it's just like he ruined he ruined a bad movie for oh, me. Oh man, he was just sort of like a part of the plain flavored stew that this whole movie was <laughs> to me. But you hate him. I love it. <laughs> like I felt like this movie was like like here's a bowl of soup, and I'm like, hmm. Uh, 
Is what flavor is this? It's plain. Pickle soup. What, what flavor soup. is what flavor soup is flavored? What flavor is plain? It's uh you know ordinary. <laughs> like it doesn't have seem no, to have much some, of a taste. There's something in that's, here. What is it? Right. Pine cones. But there's things in here. It's sort of cloudy, but it tastes like nothing. That's correct. It's plain flavored soup. God damn it! What is it? What is in here? With one tack in it. <laughs> with one. Ow. Oh, whoops, I dropped a thumbtack. Stone in there. soup, but with nails in it. Yeah, one na- Just one nail. God. Oops, let me get that for you. Well, okay. anyway. Anyway. Stay trapped. tuned for our All Stuart Townsend episode. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Coming Christ. soon. Featuring <laughs> Battle in Seattle. We're changing our Patreon to just being only about Stuart Townsend movies. So, <laughs> this again? I don't know what else he's in. Anyway, we'll research it. All right. Ratings. <laughs> Two and a half Judds. Totally generic. Yeah. I had there were parts that I liked, especially Courtney Love. Three Douglases. Yep. For all the rapey shit. Should be pointed out that there's no nudity or anything mm-hmm. like that, but it is just constant. Like I'm gonna rape you. It's time for the sexy. Yeah. Kevin Bacon nasty, sexy stuff. is naked in those scenes. Yeah, but yeah. he's like, but you don't see his butt or anything. No. Yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna give it one really delightful bath time with Courtney Love. Yep. Bag of blow, bottle of wine, get in the tub. Sounds great. I'm jealous of her. Aside from the whole being a part of a kidnapping thing, I'm like, that that lady knows how to live. I just like to hang out with her anyway. She seems cool. (laughs) Courtney Love. Just the real Courtney Love, not this this character. Courtney Love, come hang out with us. Well, maybe when the coronavirus is over, because we (laughs) almost certainly have it. Out of all the hostage takings in all three of these movies, that's the the most delightful one, because she takes him hostage. He, like, turns the tables on her, and she's like, look, look, your daughter's still kidnapped, so I'm just going to take a bath. And then she just hangs out. It's great. And and she has a (laughs) softball-sized bag of cocaine, too. I mean, it's like good ten thousand dollars worth of coke. I don't know how to measure measure these things. That's a lot of coke. I'm not Johnny Coke. I wish I was. Think you're Johnny Coke now, huh? <laughs> Did you do your whole the, your whole? Yeah, thing? I'm done. Yeah. Okay, your, your turn. Uh, two Juds. Um, the, the stuff most the, the biggest chunk of this movie just Kevin Bacon and Shirley's throwing the hat. I don't like any of that. It's just nasty and unpleasant and doesn't even have the courage of its convictions. Um, uh, but this uh, Courtney Love's pretty fun, and then the chaos that happens at the end is is like the kind of stuff yeah. that I like. Uh, but it doesn't make up for it. Like we're talking about, like half of this movie is just not fun at all. It's the opposite of fun. Uh, I'm gonna give it two and a half Douglases for just like protracted like threat of rape that just it goes on and on and on. And uh, I don't know why they thought th- that would be entertaining or audiences would yeah. want that. It's very strange. And I'm gonna give it one scalpel in the butt crack. Nice. <laughs> Uh, I'm going, I'm also going two and a half. It's totally like a generic, just across the board, like this movie exists and here it is and you will forget about it in a week or so. You can't deny it. It you is know, a movie. I didn't think, I, nothing nothing in it offended me or made me angry really, except for that opening, the way the opening thing was shot. Ugh, none I'll of it. You, well, we all know what offended me about this. None movie. of it really, <laughs> none of it really got any, none of it really got under my skin or excited me in any way whatsoever it was very hard for me to just continue to pay attention yeah. to it in any in any kind of way uh three douglases though for all for the creepy for all the creepy shit for sure and i'm giving it uh one crayon up homer's nose <laughs> <laughs> one mediocre episode of the simpsons i yeah. wish i'd watched instead right absolutely i i, I was like oh, can we just like if the camera had just like shirley's like where's my daughter and she wanders off and the camera just mm-hmm. panned over to the tv with the simpsons on and it was just like the simpsons and this it's we're fine. just watching the simpsons in this movie for the rest of the movie that would have been better yeah. what a satis- would have been over a lot shorter scene. what a satisfying revelation not that homer was stu- was actually just stupid and that maybe that says something about something else he just had a crayon in his head he wasn't stupid the whole time yeah how about that then they had to put it back in to make him the way he was before yep weird wow 
good good job. I like guys. all the I like do like all the uh, the relatives that look like Homer at the end. I think that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Like I just like the that episode dr- I like has the, a, a couple good jokes. Not not the jokes necessarily of those people, but like and that the like the women are smart and the men are dumb, but mm-hmm. more like the uh, just the way they look is funny. Yeah, right. That's that one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. There's a the part when Homer has become smart again and he goes to a Julia Roberts movie and everyone's laughing at it and he's like, "What the hell is going on?" It's kind of funny. <laughs> Uh, but if you like us, uh, if you like to hear us talk shit about The Simpsons, oh boy, we do have a Patreon episode coming out on our uh, wonderful Patreon account that That's you can right. be a part of for only four fifty a month. Uh, that will maybe be coming out. That will be coming out a week after this episode, yeah. where we are going to talk about The Simpsons movie, mm. and we already have one out that is very popular. That it's oh, yeah? setting the world That's on good. fire. The internet is a buzz about our <laughs> Patreon <laughs> episode about the rookie. Mm. Uh, Matt's, another another Matt's movie Rosetta Stone that yeah. time forgot kind of sort of. Like yep. I don't, you don't, you know. I mean, we hear about it all the time because Matt's over here. But. Yeah, you guys seen the rookie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the one with Charlie Sheen, not the one with Dennis Quaid. That is no, apparently a movie. That not exists. the baseball one. Uh, and then there's one on Grindhouse. There's all kinds of good shit on there. They're like uh, you've you've never spent a more valuable four fifty <laughs> in your entire it's life. It's a good time too because that. there's a ton of stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, lots, if we get to listening. if we get to seventy five, we're gonna do a blowout deluxe two part De Palma episode. I read I read the book. I've, I watched the book. Five De Palmas this week. And it's Kevin good. and I will read the book as well. I yeah. made I made the. Uh, I mean, I want to read the. You book You can read anyway, that book. But. I read it in literally one sitting. It took me like two hours. Uh, wow, it's very short. But um, you're but you're like a super smart guy who can. It's like, like you re, you yeah, read Travis like four and books both, a day. Travis and I have both have at least five crayons up our nose and our. It's under two hundred and fifty pages. It's like really short. I'm borderline illiterate. Okay, okay. <laughs> borderline. Border. I mean, like That's I can good. enough to get by. I okay. can read stop signs and stuff like <laughs> stop, that. Stop, stop signs. <laughs> Yelled in one vein. Uh, uh, follow us on Twitter, Letterboxd. Uh, rate and review us. Rate and review. Talk yeah. to us. Uh, share we, this. We, we share, love talking share to you these online. Around. Mm-hmm. Let, let other people know. Yeah. Let everyone know how much you love us. What, what are we doing next? What's next? Oh God. Uh, I don't, I'm not quite entire. Oh no, I know yeah. what the theme is. What did we just say we were going to call this? Well, I think we were going to call this "Blind, Deaf, and Can't Talk." <laughs> That's it. So what we're are the movies? Do Jennifer Eight, Hear No Evil, and Mute Witness. So there you go. That's fucking great. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So until until then, the suspense is killing us. Bye. Bye.